Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Every episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Percy. Hey, I'm a level 14 druid. I stand at 6 foot 2 and I have long brown hair that goes halfway down my back and piercing blue eyes. I wear a worn, worn leather armor with a sun-worn worn cloak. And Olive. Hey, everybody. Olive is a bipedal crocodile. She's a level 14. Whoa, wave the open hand, monk. And Tobias. Hello. Uh, since last week, Tobias has done a bit of shopping, so he doesn't jingle anymore. And so he's a walking set of armor that uh, does a lot of magic. He's an artificer wizard, and he's got a friend that is a squirrel that sometimes joins him around. And now he has a homunculus who is a stuffed um, sea otter that he now also has joined him in his work. You are all in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a corkboard and job flyers posted. What are you doing this fine, funky morning? I am sitting on on a chair, reading a a nice, good book, you know, getting that bit of of studying in before, you know, you start the day. Uh, Percy, could I get you a coffee this morning? What? I'm I'm not really one for coffee, but I would love it. Love a tea if they have any. Oh, excellent! What kind would you like? We have boysenberry and mint and chamomile and and he just continues to name teas just nonstop until you say something. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go for a nine a nice green tea, my good sir. All right, so he gets something prepped for you, and you can see the otter is helping him. Try to, it's just a stuffed animal, so it can't lift things very easily, but it's trying to lift like a little kettle for him. Aww. Aww, cute. <laughs> <laughs> what a fine otter you have, my good sir. I thank you. Now that I have him through this homunculus spell, I can see now, so I've been learning to read books. I'm quite excited. Aww. Books are the window to the world. <laughs> so he goes ahead and preps your tea and hands it to you. Why, thank you very much. I start start drinking drinking my tea, returning to my book. Olive is eating a steak and drinking a glass of chicken blood. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) How's that morning chicken blood, Olive? (laughs) Full of iron and essential nutrients for a obligate carnivore. You know, I've never tried chicken blood. Do you mind if I sample it? Of course. I hand you a hot, cocoa-temperatured glass. <laughs> he just maybe pours, a, takes a little spoon and takes some and puts it inside his helmet and analyzes it. Yeah, that, that, that is very irony. Perception check? Twelve. Nineteen. Ten. Okay, um... That means, Tobias, you are the only one that notices this. There is a whoosh of flame over by the the job boards. Oh, flame. That's odd. Go over to the job board and check it out. On the job board, there is a very crinkled note that's kind of singed on the edges. And it is blank on the side that is facing outwards. Okay. Was this place here by our guild? 
takes it off the shop board, carries it over to the uh, otter so he can read it. <laughs> Do you look at the backside? Yeah, but he would have to show it to his otter. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> uh, so on the other side, written in um, some very dark red ink, is a note. And it says, there's been an uptick in necrotic energy in Gardilu. Might want to check that out. And it's signed R.O. And that was Gardilu? Yes. R.O. Olive, do you know who this R.O. is? Hmm. I should know, but I don't. You could roll a history check if you would like. Oh, look at that. I, uh, I'm i rolling this <laughs> dice here, and it's saying that with a 11, I know that... Nothing. You know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who that is. Well, it looks like there's some kind of job there related to ne necrotic energy. Oh, like that time that Nesgrax killed a dude and then turned them into a ghoul? <laughs> Jesus. I have not heard about this. What happened? Oh, that's right. It's a secret. Oh, wait, no, it's not a secret. Everyone there died. We don't need to keep it a secret from anyone. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing. Tobias isn't laughing. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, it says Gardilu. Is this... Is, wait, so is Gardilu the place where Nezcrax killed a bunch of people? No, that's a, yeah, Gardilu's a different place. Olive shows you the giant map. If you've ever worked pizza delivery, they have this floor to ceiling map of the town with all the individual streets labeled and stuff like that. There's a huge map of the country of Guasso, and Gardilu is kind of like at the bottom point of the coast, and it's swampy. It reminds the player of a certain city in Louisiana. That you would perhaps go to for Fat Tuesday. <laughs> which I think is pronounced Nolens. <laughs> it is not. It is not. Well, what do you say? We've got three here. Were you up for your first job, Percy? Well, I mean, sw sw swamps do, do have alligators, and they're some pretty interesting creatures. Wouldn't mind going checking them out. Okay, let's head out. Yeah, how are you guys going to get there? Fun question. Do the trains run there? Yes, they do. Well, I, I wouldn't mind taking a train. Yeah, shall we just go by train? All right. I imagine trying to hike there would take quite a while. Yeah. Train sequence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you guys are walking to the train station, Olive, you hear a familiar voice calling out, Oh, Miss Olive, Miss Olive. I... Look around for the orphan child. <laughs> yes, and it is Miss. It is little Ember, and Ember is a fire genasi, and she is very short because she is a tiny little orphan, um, and her f skin and fire color is blue. But however, since a couple episodes since we've seen her, she has upgraded her wardrobe significantly and is now wearing what looks like to be very brand new and very fancy official Sea Scouts outfit. Ember, you look so cute in that outfit. Oh, you look a... Come here, come here. And then like as she turns, I applaud and I tell her how cute she looks. So Tobias actually 
uh, did meet Amber just in his previous adventure, and it was a he, he had a nice uh, touching moment, I think, with her. So he'd be excited to see her just be like, hi, how are you? Yeah, that was in Monster Cade for All. And she is saying hi and waving. Um, and she is um, very excited to see you. But she says, um, we need some help. Uh, Susie's over here. Our cart, our, well, not our cart, our friend's cart broke down and she kind of really needs some help. And we can't really do it ourselves. So I was on my way to come get you. Someone's in help. Let's go, guys. Sure. Ne- yeah. Never let, let it yeah. all go. We all need. Absolutely. We've got someone perfect for the task. Aren't you an artificer, Tobias? Yeah, yeah. I I also have proficiency in smith's tools and tinker tools and things like that. Then we should we should have it fixed in no time. Then show so us the way, Amber. Her? Yes. Sweet. She takes you down, um, and you're a little surprised uh, at the alleyway. She's kind of headed down. They're a little dingier, a little darker. Um, not what you would expect rich cookie inheritance orphans to have uh, or head down. And you come across what essentially looks like a mechanic's garage for wagons. It's a little beat up. It's a little rough. A um, couple windows broken out and boarded up. Um, however, the garage door is open. And inside, you see um, Susie in there as well. And you also see... Where is she at? Um, a human teenager with brown hair sitting in a chair that has wheels. Hello there. We heard somebody's wagon broke down. Uh, the teenager kind of looks behind her but doesn't turn the chair and she says, they're, they're overreacting. I mean, I just broke a wheel and it, it's not the wagon that's broken. It's it's my chair, but yes. Oh, okay. Well, I could take a look at that wheel. If you're comfortable. Uh, she just kind of gestures to the right wheel that, uh, as you get closer, you can see is, like, snapped in half. Oh, my. How, How did you manage to snap a wheel in half? Well, I was trying to get the wagon back unlatched, and then I got caught into this on one of my tools, and then I fell, and it was just this whole thing. Hmm. Oh, that sounds terrible. So sorry to hear that. I... I- <laughs> Oh, sorry. I do have a mending cantrip that as long as all the pieces are there, I could mend it. Do it Uh, seem like all the pieces are there? Yes. Um, They're kind of piled to the side. Okay. I'll let everyone else speak while I work. So how have you guys been? Susie, Ember, have you been attacked by any sea hags recently? No, we haven't. We've sold a lot of cookies, though. And we fixed the orphanage, so it's not so scary anymore. Yeah, that's good. Fewer sea hags eating you, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sea hags, a very interesting creature, I must say. Um, well, they're more nightmarish, but I guess they could be interesting. But then we made friends, and um, this, you know, this is Barley, and you, you just met her and you're working on her wheel, but she's making this really cool wagon where she can, like, roll up into the back of it so she can drive, and she doesn't have to roll everywhere. Oh, nice. He's finished, puts the wheel together, and starts to try to put it back on the chair. Uh, Barley looks kind of embarrassed that these little children are just, like, spill- spilling her... They're not secrets, but you know how kids just, like, talk and don't shut up. Um, and they yeah, will yeah. just tell you everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she just kind of looks and she says, yeah, but it would really, 
I just keep having problems with the wood breaking. It'd be really helpful if I could have some ruby maple, but there's no way I could go and get it. Hmm, ruby maple. Why can't you get it? Well, it's in located in the marshes, kind of around the Guardiloo area, and um, wheelchair marshes doesn't really mix that well, you know? How much maple do you need? Well, if you, if I could get my hands on, like, a live sprout, I could just plant it and then grow it and then harvest from it. Other than that, I'd probably need about a whole tree in order to build a wagon. Okay. I, I don't know much about harvesting a sprout. Do, do you think you could do that, Percy? I, I can definitely give it a try. I've, I've done my fair share of um, God intending in my days. We are headed that direction. Oh, I... I don't really have any money to pay you, um, but if, I mean, if you happen to run across one and you don't mind. Such a sweet girl, we would never ask money of you for such a small favor. Oh, well, that's, that's very sweet of you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for fixing my wheel. And she, like, wheels around so she can keep working on her wagon. Well, anything for Ember. We're good friends. Ember's little flames kind of glow a little brighter in happiness. Um, and Susie actually speaks up and she says, oh, um, also here. And she hands all of like an entire box of cookies. She says, I think somebody ordered these at, at the guild hall. I'm not sure who. Um, we normally, you know, put a bunch there a lot of the time. So you can just take this box and we'll bring more by later. All right. Olive takes out the gold to prepay her for it. Like uh, one gold DM? Yeah. One gold, yeah. Okay. I'll take this over there for you. And then I guess I go back to the guild hall, right guys? Yeah, just quickly I say we should quickly drop drop off those cookies. We're not we're not too far far from the guild hall, right? Just saying if it was me, player and not Tobias, those cookies might not make it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to deliver a box, buy two. <laughs> yeah, actually right. uh, hey Amber, do you have any more on you? I might buy one for myself. Oh, um, yeah. Let me just... And she, like, digs into her side pocket, and you realize it's a bag of holding. This child is ridiculously rich and has some ridiculous toys now. <laughs> um, and she says, well, what, what kind do you want? Um, do you just want one of everything? I mean, you know, we're kind of at the end of our season. We're kind of trying to get rid of everything, too. Yeah, I'll take one of everything. Like, minus ten gold, then? Because I get one of each. Yeah. Okay. And what, what's an example cookie name that I'm snacking on and sharing with my friends as we walk back to the guild hall? They are... I just had this pulled up. Where did it go? Man, now I want Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I have a box of Oreos now that I'm, I'm so, so hungry for. <laughs> I forget what they're called, but my favorites are the caramel ones with the drizzle. Yeah. The chocolate drizzle. Um, and the ones with the peanut butter inside the cookie are good, too. And the ones with the mint are really good for dipping in milk. (laughs) Ooh, yes. Nibble it, and then you dip it in milk, and it, like, the coating of chocolate keeps it, like, firm enough that you can eat it easily. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. (laughs) As... As you dig through, it's mostly like sea snaps, and you get the feeling that these are the kind of cookie that did not sell pop- a lot this year. Oh, the plain biscuit ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. okay. I'll eat those. 
See, the secret is you have some marshmallow fluff, and then you make yourself a little sandwich. <laughs> yeah. All my play, all the players are like, "Why are we not eating right now?" <laughs> <laughs> and just about any cookie is better s'mores. with milk, right? So. True. Yeah. True. Uh, so you guys go and drop that off, and then we you go to the train station. Um, I am assuming you are going to pay for your ticket. <laughs> Speak now if you are not. Uh, yeah, Tobias is paying. Yeah, I'll definitely pay for my ticket. <laughs> He's not a spoony bard. We we literally started an anti-fan group with our insistence on not paying ticket fares, and now that they've... <laughs> like terrorists attacked the city and we've run the course of that plot (laughs) that's what started the hho listeners i know i told you you can listen to this out of order but i'm spoiling that for you (laughs) it was all because we didn't pay our train fares so yeah i I think olive is probably just going to leave a little like reserve of extra gold in case anyone tries to not pay for the fire breathing kittens like this is our account Okay, uh, you guys hop on the train. Is there anything that you want to do on the train? Really, how much is a gold fare? The train fare, ticket fare? One gold. Yeah. Just go sit down, look for, look for a nice window seat, and look out the window and take in the scenery. Wonderful. It does take a couple hours for you guys to get down there, so by the time you arrive to the Gardilu station, it is about 11.30 in the afternoon. Not afternoon. In 11.30 is technically morning. In the morning. Um, And so the sun's, you know, kind of getting up there. And as you guys get to the square from the train station and you walk out, the town seems slightly abandoned for, you know, middle of the day lunch call. Um, You guys are in the town square and you are surrounded by a couple different stores. You have a flower shop, a bakery, a coffee shop. A notice board right smack in the middle, a leather shop, and then a sign that points down towards the docks. Mm, but nothing, obviously, no obvious signs of necromantic. Uh, do on. a perception check for me. Um, 20, 30, 20. You notice quite the opposite, actually. Everything's very brightly painted. Flowers are growing in boxes. Um, and the one place that does seem to kind of be full of a generous amount of people is the bakery called Cakes and More, proudly declared on the sign. Well, shall we go into the bakery and go, you know, talk to some people, see if we can get some information? Sure. Yes, says Olive, who has reached the point where she can eat whatever she wants because she exercises. (laughs) (laughs) Go, Olive. So you guys walk in. Um, There's a... A couple people sitting around, there's a few people in line, and there are plenty of cakes. I immediately walk up to the counter to go look at cakes and see what they have. <laughs> Do you guys follow? Uh, Tobias gets in line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, Olive is down. She started this uh, season probably about 20 pounds heavier than she is now, and it's now muscle, so... Yeah, Olive is in line and, you know, enjoying this. It's a good trip. <laughs> so as a listener that's that's followed along, that's, yeah, it's come a long way. There's been, it's been fun hearing you always mention that she's overweight, like every time she climbs a rope or something. And now she's, yeah. now she's fit. That's awesome. 
yeah, just walking around and being active. Because I think inactivity was really the problem, you know? Hashtag life goals. <laughs> <laughs> the inactivity, not, 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 not the being all fit and stuff. so as you guys are kind of waiting in line you see behind the counter a white tabaxi um she's quite short but she does you can assume that she has a stool or something because she keeps like moving up and down every time she's checking people out and the line kind of clears rather quickly Uh, as you get closer to the front case you can see that she has donuts she has bagels and then she has a bunch of different cakes displayed some of them are fish themed some of them have flowers Um, one in particular has like pink and lace on it so the the stuffed otter like presses its stuffed animal face up against the glass (laughs) looking at all the (laughs) <laughs> I go and cakes. press my face next to said otter. <laughs> and, and so Tobias, while while that's happening, says Tobias is very down to business. So, uh, do you know an R O? A who? An R O? Anybody with those initials? Uh, no. Uh, I don't know anyone. Um. Are are you talking about like a a red velvet orange cake? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that sounded gross as it came out of my mouth, y'all. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, how do you do some of these designs here? Is this fondant or is this some kind of you know butter frosting? Oh well, it it's kind of a trade secret. But if you think about it, frosting has water in it. And then if you just kind of, and she kind of like waves her fingers, and some frosting that's in a bowl kind of shapes up into the shape of your little otter toy. Oh, uh, cool. And she goes, it goes like this. Ah, interesting use of shape water, hmm? Uh, yeah. Um, though, you know, my grandma always calls it shape the sugar, but you can call it what you want. That's very creative. I like it. Thanks. Uh, did you guys want some cake or? Yes, please. Yes. Oh. Olive's got to try the red velvet orange cake. <laughs> Player would not. Olive totally would. <laughs> Olive is down. Um, okay, Olive, I can get you the red velvet orange. Um, just give me one second. And she pulls out a chunk from the pink lacy cake. Uh, what kind of flavor do you guys want? You wouldn't happen to have any carrot cake, would you? Oh, um, yeah. Just let me go grab it from the back. And then she brings you a slice of carrot cake, but it's like in the shape of a carrot. <laughs> that is amazing. I think Tobias would be interested in the cake that is shaped in the most interesting sea creature, like some kind of maybe squid or, <laughs> or I don't know, <laughs> or just a really cool looking sea anemone or something like that. Um, so as you're looking, you actually see a cake that is bright fluorescent colors, and it looks like a bunch of fish are swimming around, um, like a reef in the middle. But as you like move to look at it, the cake like shimmers, um, metallic, Whoa. and so it looks like the fish are kind of swimming. Okay, yes, that <laughs> optical uh, illusion sh- cake. Yes. Um, And she pulls it out and she says, well, this is kind of a new one I'm trying. It's like a weird strawberry raspberry cake, but the top is grape. Oh, my goodness. You're making player very hungry. 
<laughs> We're all going to go for cake in the middle. <laughs> During our break, just cake break. Um, and then she hands it over to you. And she says, um, that'll be th- three gold in total. Okay. I, ha- I, hand- I hand her the three go- gold. It's on me, guys. Okay. Oh, thank you. I'll throw in another for tip. Oh, thank you. It's very appreciated. I hope you have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are there any empty tables around? There are empty tables. There is one or two inside and then a couple that are outside right in front of the shop. Are there more people inside or outside? There are definitely more people outside. Do you guys want to go grab a table outside so we can just, you know, see what the general mood around around this place is? Yeah, yes. that sounds good. We follow. Uh, perception check real fast. Ooh. 19. 24. 21. Great. You all, as you're getting your seat in the front, you do seem to see like three or four tables that have been shoved together. And there seem to be quite a few people sitting there. Um, and they're all kind of facing one woman who is sitting and she kind of has like a big Kentucky Derby hat on and um, she has a button that says mayor. Um, how, many, how many people are there? Like uh, approximately? Um, there's like six or seven. And these tables are like the weird round ones that like barely fit two to three people. So they like shoved them together. Is she kind of addressing them all? Or are they Kind like- of. Um, it's more like they're having an afternoon tea. So she's talking, everybody's talking. They kind of every now and again look at one person. Well, I don't eavesdrop, so I take a bite of red velvet orange cake. How's the taste? So the secret to the red velvet orange cake is it's mostly red velvet. Very little orange. Just enough orange to kind of get just a little hint of citrus in there. And then it has very pretty spiral orange peels on the top. Ooh. Candied orange peel is surprisingly simple to make, by the way. If you have a microwave and a glass Pyrex dish, you take some super saturated, like just pour a bunch of sugar in there, and then you put a little bit of water, and then you put your orange peel, and if you can like peel it off without the pith, and then you cut it in like little strips, and then you microwave it for like five minutes and you can cook your orange peel real fast so like everybody's all like oh boil sugar water and i'm like that's dangerous <laughs> so never boil sugar water that sounds yeah. like something you should put in some gin on ice that sounds Ooh. yeah oh yes that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> i usually lay them out on a cooling rack and then dip them in chocolate but we don't and- give drinking advice on fire really good no, sorry. <laughs> and also make sure your Pyrex isn't vintage so you're not melting the protective coating off of the lead paint. What? Oh, wow. What? <laughs> that, that is good advice. Okay, buy new Pyrex, everybody. Let's go out new now. Pyrex. <laughs> new Pyrex. <laughs> yeah, you just want some borosilicate glass. You don't want any lead in there. Whew. I heard that the really old glass had uranium in it. Anyway, so um, not Pyrex, but Oh, okay, so orange on top sounds amazing because like a little orange slice with your chocolate. I couldn't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, has anyone had a chocolate orange? They are amazing. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, the other two, are you digging into your cake or 
What are you up to? I think I'd, I th- I think Tobias would offer to share some slices of his, and then he would store his in in his the rest of it in his chest cavity for later. Ooh, we do that thing where we each have a like a little sliver of cake that we give to the other person. Oh, oh yeah, that would be awesome. yes. Yeah. Yes, we do that. That is always amazing. It is the best way to to eat cake. Mm-hmm. So does everybody eat the Mirage cake? Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm going to need you all to roll D4s. Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Three. Three. Two. I should point out that I'm immune to poison. <laughs> it's not poisoned, but you all notice that your tongues seem to be very shimmery and shiny. Oh, that's um, For awesome. that amount of hours, your tongues will be shiny and shimmery. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So not poison, just a fun effect. And you do notice uh, a couple other people have this effect. Um, but yes, that is the amount of hours that your tongues now sparkle. So Tobias is totally going to like try to analyze this, see if he can replicate it later with one of his drinks. Ooh, yeah, like that liquid nitrogen one that you breathe. If As long as you eat it carefully, you can breathe out smoke. Yeah. Yes. Or one of those like things, those alcohols that has like gold foil in it or something, some kind of. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, as long as the specks of gold that costs a hell of a lot of money and <laughs> really has no point. Yeah. So none of us are rude enough to overhear the mayor. I think DM is what. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. Just want to make I mean, sure she's a mayor. To- we we can't be rude. I was like, if she was giving a speech, I'd listen. But yeah, not not the same, same as all yeah. So do you guys just kind of sit and enjoy your cake then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So about 15 minutes go by and I'm going to need you to roll a constitution save. Okay. <laughs> I'm good at those. Uh, 23. 21. Woo. 21. Great. Um, you hear as it is echoing through the whole town, a whale song. And it sounds, it's very loud, it's very haunting, um, and it sounds almost like a scream. Mm. And you all take five points of damage. Mm. So after hearing that song, do we have any kind of hint where it was coming from? Like, which direction? Probably the ocean, I'm guessing, but... Yes, the, the docks is a good direction um, that it is echoing from. It is definitely echoing from the... Um, shoreline. Shall we go investigate what that is? Yeah, I want to find out what that was. Yeah. Okay, so you guys head down towards the docks. Um, The closer you guys seem to get to the docks, the more dismal and um, depressing the buildings seem to be getting. Um, So the paint seems to be peeling, there's some trash in the streets... And it seems like people haven't lived in this direction in a while. And in fact, as you come upon the docks, a lot of boats have been dry docked and pulled up to shore. And they look decrepit, like they haven't been used in a while. This looks like a great place to buy a boat. Yeah, we might be able to get one for cheap. Yeah. (laughs) Do the fire breathing kittens have a boat yet? Technically, we have the sparrow. But Olive doesn't have a boat yet. True. 
Um, so there is a dock that kind of extends out to the sea, uh, or there's like a shoreline of sorts. Do you guys want to buy a boat? I mean, buy, buy a boat doesn't sound like too bad an idea. I'd, I'd rather buy a boat than be submerged, for sure. Um, oh, man. Okay. All right. You guys negotiate, because I am not skilled at negotiating, but your budget is 2,000 gold. <laughs> I think we should first look around and see if we can find any people so that we can that we can negotiate with. Well, yeah. Do we see any activity of uh, any people around us here? What's your guys's passive? Uh, fourteen for me. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, mine is twenty. Passive? Jeez. Um. That that's impressive. Yes, you all hear kind of down towards the end of the dock. Um, what sounds like a couple people talking. Um, so, so walk walking on our way down there. See if we can see who it is. See what's going on. Follow. Um. So this dock, despite being, despite all the like abandoned looking boats that are on the dock and t- kind of tied up and you know covered in tarps and whatnot. The dock seems to be, like, thriving. Um, it's in tip-top shape. The wood that it's made out of is dust-free. It's, it's like, smooth as in there's, like, no missing boards, but it's not so smooth that you're just going to, like, slide and fall into the water. Um, in case you were wondering, you cannot make your docks completely smooth. You will fall into the water. <laughs> um, And as you guys kind of approach the end, you do see a group of three people standing there. Um, And these guys are Elvin, and they all have brown hair. Two of them, there's a male, a female, and um, a child-ish, a shorter one. You can tell that it's not really a child, uh, more like a teenager, kind of. And they're sitting there going through some measly pickings of fish. I walked up to them. G'day, guys. How you doing? They are, they jump in surprise. Uh, they're very surprised you are there. And they, the man turns around and he says, uh, yes, hello. How can I help you? Uh, my name is Liam Fisher. We don't really get strangers down at the docks. Well, I actually kind of have two questions. One, there was this really weird whale noise earlier, and I'm kind of curious as to what it is. And then two, like a really important question. Do you know if there's any boats for sale? He kind of looks around and he says, well, any of these people would sell you a boat. It's not been great fishing around here. You can probably just find most of them up in the town square. Um, most everybody owns a boat they don't use. Ah, that is that is good to know. We definitely in 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 the market for a boat. Yeah, just go up and... I really anybody just ask them. I'm sure they'd be happy to sell you their boat. Um, if you have any questions about which boat belongs to who, I guess um, my daughter uh, here could show you the owner if she needs to. Ah, thank you very much. That'd be much appreciated. And 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 then uh, and then about those weird noises. Any clue what those were? They kind of look at each other, kind of like they're not quite sure if they should tell you but also kind of, you know like they know you're standing there watching them do this uh, and the wife steps forward and she's like 
don't you know, uh, we kind of have a monster in the depths, you could say. It's kind of why our fishing sucks at the moment. Um, she kind of gestures to the nets and the baskets that are, like, not full at all. And she says, uh, it, you know, calls out to something. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, can be kind of painful if you're not used to it. Percy's eyes light up and it's like, ooh, sea monster? What what info do you have about it? What does it look like? Is is it sort of like a, you know, fish type? Or does there's a lot more octopus? What 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 kind of, what kind of monster are we talking here? Uh, Percy is clearly very very intrigued. You should talk to the mayor about this. Uh can is there anything else I can do to help you? Do you have any questions, guys? I gesture gesture to Olive and them. Uh, what's the mayor's name? Oh, uh, her name's Maisie. She uh, she's been our mayor for a while now. She's very friendly. I'm sure she's probably having her tea right about now with you know her friends. Okay, and do you know R O? Oh, the. Bakery's red velvet orange cake? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, do you guys do you guys wanna look around and see if there's any there's any particular boat we we wanna look at possibly getting? Yeah. I'll do DM, can I do a perception check as I hop in the water and check underneath them for soundness? You're hopping in the water? Yeah. Uh-oh. She's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you can do a perception check. I'm also going to need a um, con save from you as well. Okay, which one was first? <laughs> one of these dice is a natural one. <laughs> uh, I said perception check first, so it can be that okay. one. Perception is an overall nine from a natural one. And the con save is 23. Okay, so with your perception, you just kind of go, oh, they're boats. They're not sinking. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Good job. With, <laughs> with your con save, you kind of feel like the waves are kind of pulling out, but they don't really bother you. And after a very uneventful hop into the bay, I hop out and I'm like, any of them are good, you guys. <laughs> Also, totally normal. Everything's fine. I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Are any of them like really funky um, pirate type boats? Because pirate ships are cool. Um, there's one that seems to be kind of tarped down, folded down, but it's definitely bigger and more wooden than the other ones. Um, like less, less small town fishing boat, more big giant vessel uh, that is tarped, but it's tarped. So you can't be sure if it's pirate in origin or not. That one, that one right there. So we have the Sparrow, which is a tiny rowing boat. And then we can have the Jack Sparrow, which is our big pirate boat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that can, sounds can amazing. Operate that one. Do you ask the family that's standing there? Yes. Uh, the teenager pipes up and she says, I mean, yeah, but I, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that long term. Um, the person that 
has the ship, owns the ship, uh, is named... Her name's uh, Mer Goodfellow. Um, she kind of just inherited it, if I remember correctly. I'm sure she'd be happy to sell it. Can you spell the name? Because I'm going to spell it wrong. <laughs> uh, it is spelled M-Y-R-R-H. And then Goodfellow. Well, if if we don't want to be saying it with three people, I could I could I could always animal friendship some a, a whale or so to help help us pull it pull it pull it back to safe to home. Yeah, and then we can staff it full of fire breathing kittens. We can do season twenty twenty two fire breathing kittens on the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I happen to have met Mer Goodfellow, so can I do a history check? Yes. Eight. Man, your rolls are not good today. Um, Mer Goodfellow, you do know that she, you can find her in the flower shop in the town square. Hey guys, I met Mer recently. They were in the flower shop in the town square. All right then, back to town. Well, and we can also go talk to the mayor while we're there as well, so two for one. Yeah. Great, so you guys don't need me to come with you? The teenager is kind of looking at you like, do you need me? Do you not? You can if you want to. <laughs> How badly do you want to get out of work? <laughs> Very. Let's go. <laughs> she takes off towards the town square. I'm Olive. What's your name? Uh, my name's JJ. Um, our last name is Fisher, so I mean, not super creative. I want to be called JJ Sparrow someday, but... Mom and Dad said I can't change my name. Well, when you get married, you can change your name. <laughs> and True. when you move out, you can really call yourself anything you want. True. What brings you guys here? Well, we heard there were some problems in town, and so we wanted to see if we could help. Oh, um, who told you problems? I mean, there's not really any problems, and this is giving off... I won't make you roll for this, but it's very obvious this is giving off there is no war in Ba Sing Se vibes <laughs> when she says this. Oh, just, you know, the sea monster stuff that we were just oh. talking about. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, here's the flower shop. Bye. And she <laughs> takes off. Didn't even get a chance to introduce ourselves. Oh, well. I'm sorry. I'm really bad with people. <laughs> <laughs> well, sh shall, shall we go into the flower shop? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm even worse with people than you are, Tobias, so don't feel bad. Well, maybe it's the 80 teeth. I don't know. <laughs> they yeah. don't scare me. <laughs> I mean, 80 yeah. teeth aren't so bad. I mean, like, sharks have like 300, don't they? Oh, my gosh. Do they? They do. They have a lot of teeth. Three sets, too, don't they? Whoa, yeah, multiple they rows of teeth. They have, like, three sets of teeth, and they constantly grow throughout their life. Yeah. So whenever they lose one, one comes back. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, so you don't have to worry about not being good with people, because you've got me, and I don't have to worry about being the scariest thing, because they're sharks. So, yeah, into the flower shop we go. We'll be fine. It's all good. <laughs> into the thick of it. Um... You guys walk in, and the flower shop is 
fairly full of different plants, the different colors, some greenery, um, some different pots, some options up on the wall. And working at the counter, tying some bows around corsages is a orange tabby t- tabaxi. And Olive, you know this is Mer Goodfellow. Hi, Tanager sent me with these cookies for you. And I totally give her a box of cookies. <laughs> the cookies that don't sell. Um, <laughs> oh, they're, she... they're only shortbread, though. Don't get excited. Uh, she looks at you. She says, oh, hi. Um, didn't we meet a little bit ago? Um, I really appreciate the cookies. Yeah, they're from Tanager. And I like. Oh. I want to insight check her to see if she blushes. <laughs> they were flirting like crazy last time. <laughs> <laughs> She definitely blushes and kind of tucks them behind the counter. Uh, and she looks and she like pulls out a single red rose and says, if, if, if you could take this back to him, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. Aww. Aww. <laughs> They're so cute. Yes, I will. <laughs> uh, thanks. Um, and then I'm going to need you guys to do perception checks again. 17. 30. With a natural 20. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> wow. My perception is plus 10. Wow. Like 3 0, right? Dang. Like 3 0. Um, what was yours, Olive? Oh, yeah, no, just an 18. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so while Olive is handing over the cookies, and while. Tobias is kind of standing next to her. Percy, out of the corner of your eye, you spot a golden coin kind of sitting in the middle of a giant sunflower. I sort of nudge Tobias, and, you know, as inconspicuous as I can, while trying to nudge it. (laughs) And I point point at the sunflower. I was like, that's a golden coin. I'm I'm not seeing things, am I? No, that appears to be what it is. Have you should we check it out? And he goes yeah, to pick I... it up. Um so it's it's a coin and I will send you details on it later, but I will need a history check. Do you guys tell all show all of the coin as well? Yes. Isn't Olive still in the middle of chatting with Myers Meyer? Yeah, when she's done, do you show her? Yes. Yes. Why don't you finish her? History check, Olive. I'll look it over and hand it to Percy and... Or Arcana. I'll I'll leave it up to you guys. Arcana or history. But my check was 20. Mine is 15. 11. Um, Tobias, you get the vibe that this coin is super powerful. And in fact, it is what is called a world coin... Ooh, yes, I was reading about that just the other day. I was reading about there's this world coin. Is this the one? Oh, the one that grants wishes? Yes, if you collect them all, we will send more information into the chat afterwards. But you now have one of those and need the three of yours possession. Well, Percy, you found it. I think you should carry it. I mean, if you insist, I have no problem carrying it. I put it in my... my my back pocket. Okay. Um, you guys, uh, while you guys were kind of looking at the coin, um, 
merge just kind of went back to her her tying of the corsages, assuming that you guys would find a flower that she would want to buy um, or something of the sort. So she's keeping herself busy, but also like glancing up every now and again to make sure you don't need any help. Oh yeah, didn't we I, want to I, buy a ship? Oh yeah. Okay, so your budget is 2,000 gold, but I shouldn't be the one to negotiate for this. So you guys take over. I don't think I don't think Tobias knows the concept of negotiating. He would just go, what's the price? <laughs> I will walk up to him. So, so Meyer, I, I see you have a rather nice ship sitting out on the dock, and um, Liam, Liam Fisher said you want, might be interested in selling. Oh, um, yeah, I inherited it from an uncle who used to fish. It's just kind of been sitting there because uh, I'm not much of a fisher woman. I'm uh, or fisher cat. Uh, first of all, I don't like swimming, and second of all, um, flowers are kind of my game. Uh, do, if you guys are wanting to purchase it, I'm sure we could come to an agreement. Yes, we we'd definitely be interesting. Interested? What 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 sort of price were you looking at? This is where the DM dies inside because she doesn't know how much a boat is worth. Um, I also have no idea. <laughs> I'm super picturing the flower shop from Siren's Lament, by the way. That's like on the ocean. It's so pretty, and she sells like fresh flowers right with the waves and the cliff. Ah. Oh. I guess make an offer. I kind of inherited the boat, so I don't really know what it's worth. <laughs> All of us are like, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, th- this this is when we do, uh, you know, an, in- an, <laughs> an intelligence check to see if we can ascertain what it costs from the magical can- world of the DM. Yes, you can do an intelligence check of some sort if you would like. Oh, that's more expensive than I thought it was. Mounts and Vehicles, D&D 5th Edition on Roll20.net. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it. Let's see. Hmm. Okay, okay. So now that I have uh, up- looked at the market, <laughs> I'm going to send this link in the chat. Okay, I just sent it. <clears throat> ah. What is a keelboat? It's probably like a little boat that you like. Oh. Like, not quite a tiny dinghy, but, like, mid-sized fishing boat for a lake, I would guess. I would oh. think ke- ke- keel boats have, uh, um, they're sailing boats that have that long fin underneath them. Okay. Aha. It's kind of close. Um, when I googled I- images, it does look like it could be done with three people. <laughs> Whereas I'm not sure about, like, a long ship. Hmm. I would assume... It would be closer to a longship in terms of what a longship or a sailing ship in terms of what we were looking at. I'm like looking at pictures of boats like they look any different to me. I can't tell the difference from a longship versus a galley. I don't know, man. These all look this. Uh, so what do you guys? <laughs> um, I was picturing like the Black Pearl. <laughs> There's someone out there that's a big ship person listening to this right now, and they are cringing so bad. Teach us about ships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I would love to learn. Um, Le- leave us a review with ship information. Um, it's definitely a sailing <laughs> ship. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. All right. I officially have twenty-one thousand gold in the bank, and this table here has the sailing ship costing ten thousand gold. So just say that the number I whispered to you earlier was ten thousand. I do have that amount, and I have nothing else to spend it on. So, 
Perfect. So it's definitely a longboat. Um, what do you guys do? Um, I'm going to attempt to haggle. So, um, my it was definitely a a, a very nice look, looking boat. A, a, little, a little bit run down, but definitely ra- rather not nice stock. I was thinking maybe five, six thousand gold. Um, and roll persuasion. Nineteen. Oh, barely. <laughs> uh, she kind of considers it for a second, and she's. You almost get the feeling that she's done so many corsages that it's automatic now because she's like not even looking as she's making bows on things. And she goes, well, I did get it for free and I don't really know anything about boats. So, yeah, sure. That sounds fine. Um, I'm assuming the fishers are the one that told you it was my boat. So you should be good to just kind of go and get it when you're done. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Woo! Great job, Percy, but I'm not going to high-five you here because that would be weird. So, But like, once we get outside this flower shop on our way to the bank to get a writ, oh man, like a check, you know? Yeah. Oh man. I can't, I literally can't roll a 19 because if I roll a natural 20, that's the only way for me to do <laughs> So thank you. I was so lucky. I have a plus zero on persuasion. I rolled a straight 19. Oh man. It's better than my negative one. <laughs> Before we go, could could I ask her about, um, do you know where uh, there are any ruby maple grow in this area? Oh, yeah, there's one just outside of town um, in the middle of the of the marsh. Uh, just make sure that you're careful. The marsh can be kind of weird at night and during the day and at all times. Hmm. Do you, would you say that that weird uh, wailing sound comes from the marsh? What sound? Never mind. <laughs> Which direction is the marsh from here? Oh, if you just, you know, go up First Street and just keep headed till you run out of town, you'll find it. All right. Thank you very much. And then just before I go, I grab the sunflower that the world coin was on and buy it from her. We're just going to say one gold because I'm a lazy DM. Don't at me in your review. <laughs> <laughs> Only at us ship types because we need to know them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then all that ship terminology as well, you know, port, starboard, poop deck, all all that important stuff. <laughs> yes. Um and she says thank you. So we make make our way out of the flower shop. Unless there's something else anyone wants to do. It still bothers me that I don't know who RO is. Well, may I suggest, in, instead of just asking wh- who what R.O. is, ask if there's anyone with the initials R.O. So they don't keep mistaking it for the cake. Uh, I, I'll try that again. We'll see. We'll see if that gets me anywhere. Should we go ask the mayor? <laughs> yes, let, let, let's. I, I say we go to the mayor next and we can do the bank in the marsh later. Yeah. And if there's no bank here... There's one in Nicomoy, so I'll make sure to pay them, one way or another. I mean, you're taking a rose, so she wouldn't say no to you going to Nicomoy and coming back. Yeah. Yeah, so like, oh yeah, and she knows me, and she knows she's yeah. semi-dating my friend, so... Yeah. You're, keep, you're keeping the love alive. She, she'll let it slide. 
Okay, yeah. I'm going to pay her. Whether it's today or tomorrow when I get back home, if I survive this adventure, officially, if you guys survive and I don't, my will is that 6,000 of my gold goes to her. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, that's taken care of. Okay, so you said you wanted to talk to the mayor. Yes, she's, uh, let's see. We didn't really find out where she goes other than we know she was having tea here at the bakery earlier. So shall we just go back to the bakery, see if she's still there? Yeah. Yeah. And we can ask around after that. We head to the bakery. She is still there. Um, a few people have left, but she's still there um, speaking to a few other people and drinking some tea and eating some red velvet orange cake. Are we going to... So were we going to ask her about the monster? That was what ma- that was the main thing we were going to ask her about, right? Yeah. Yeah, the mon the monster is the main thing we need to talk to her about. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Tobias does his direct thing and goes, "Hello, Mayor." Uh, hi. How can I help you? Hi. Um, we're from the Fire Breathing Kittens, and we got a note that there was some um problems that needed addressing out here. And we also heard about a sea monster. At the mention of the sea monster, everybody kind of quiets down and stares at you and then slowly gets up to leave. Mm. And they are just walking away. Um, But the mayor is still sitting there and she kind of smiles at you and she says, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have sea monsters here. Perhaps you were think you'd seen a sign for our, uh, our... Debutante ball slash afternoon tea theme. That is uh, sea whales in the stars. Um, I hold out the the note and say, "Do you do you know where this came from?" It, or it's the note that was pinned on the quest board earlier. Uh, no. Um, I don't know why they'd be talking about necromantic energy here. We don't have any necromancers. We're just a. S- a polite little tourist town trying to grow our economy. Can Olive do an insight check? Yes, you can. 18. I feel like she's lying. She is giving off sus vibes. Hmm. And it's definitely not in the normal slimy politician way. I guess I'll sit down at one of the recently vacated chairs and... Okay. Rotate a cup of tea abandoned by a lady in my hands and then drink out of it as if that wasn't super horrible for all the germaphobes <laughs> listening. <laughs> Olive eats everything. <laughs> Olive has a superhuman immune system. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally immune to poison. Um, so, and disease. <laughs> so, uh, Good, you I, need to be drinking tea like that. Yeah, um... So don't try that at home, people. Uh, and then I, I like keep my eyes on her and I see if she cringes. Can I do uh, detect magic and see if there's anything about her or anything around us that? Yes. Is hinky. And remind me. So I it just it detects the school of magic. Yes. Is there a roll? Um, let me pull up the spell. I stored it in my. Spell ring, so I have to actually look up the spell. Sorry. Nope, you're good. 
you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet. You can see it, or you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. You learn of it, you learn its school of magic, if any. Cool. So as you cast that, what kind of cast is that? Verbal and somatic. So do you say something when you cast that? Uh, yes. Yeah. He, um, I don't think he's a very stealthy guy, so he <laughs> casts the spell and you can probably see and hear him doing it. Um, the mayor kind of whips around to you and smiles in a very creepy fake way. Um, and the vibe you are getting is hella necromancy from her. Oh, gross. <laughs> Olive covers by saying it's it's food were you gonna throw out this good tea <laughs> could say well don't waste food I mean I, I guess uh, um, yes uh, crocodile constitutions never mind not gross at all <laughs> uh, wonderful can I help you folks with anything I, I go and sit sit down next to her, taking out the sunflower that I got from the flower shop, and give it to her. I'm I'm so sorry about the way my companions have been acting. They they don't get out much, you see. Now I I know you were, you were saying you you don't really know what we're talking about when we say there's a sea monster, but you know a, there's been a you know a couple's pretty serious reports coming out of this town about. Some pretty dangerous things coming on. We're just the advance squad. I heard they might be sending some royal guards over. I'm attempting to intimidate her into, you know, sort of trying to get some information out of her. Okay. Can I give you the help action by, let's see. I mean, is it intimidating or gross to drink people's tea at the table, um, but... I think I think it's a little intimidating. Okay. I'd be intimidated. I mean, if you're doing it like straight face, like, oh, nothing is wrong here. It would be intimidating. Okay, I'll do that. So that's my help action. Okay. Help action. What is a help action that you, you roll an additional default uh, advantage? Okay. Yeah. If I'm intimidating as well, then instead of two people rolling intimidation, it's like one person rolls twice and it, it makes the game work better. Well, I did not need to roll twice. I rolled a natural 20 first time. <laughs> My dice are liking me today. They are. She looks at you and she smiles again and she says, There are no sea monsters. Perhaps you would like to have some tea with me this afternoon. Where would you care to have some tea? Well, your... at my house, of course. Oh, your lair, you say? Or did you say house? I, I, I didn't quite get that. <laughs> Snarky. Um, she definitely caught that and just kind of looks at you and says, oh, bless your heart. I definitely don't have a layer. My house is the pink one just up there. And she points. Percy is is visibly cringing at the thought of a pink house. Pink oh. is not Percy's color. It's like pastel pink as well. Yeah, Percy and pink do, don't mix. Not since the accident. <laughs> <laughs> um well i'm out of ideas of how to get information out of her what time oh just 
three, I suppose, would work. We're not really busy around here. All my efforts to get tourists in have not gone well. Ah, uh, yeah, because we walked up to you and started talking to you about a bunch of necromantic energy and stuff like that. All right, 3 p.m., we will see you at your house. Yeah, Wonderful. what time is it now? It is about one in the afternoon. Okay. And Shall with, we go? With that, she stands up and kind of, I don't want to say flounces off, but like, southern lady flounces off. Shall we go, um, sort of scope out her house before we, before three? So I think this is the most, like, heebie-jeebie feel Tobias has ever felt, so... He uses message to talk quietly to you both. <laughs> and he's like, I am so creeped out right now. She was necromantic. I know, that, that was like really scary. Like, and, that, 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 that was and not who fun. who is R.O.? <laughs> I don't, you, you didn't ask her. I was too scared to ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, scoping out the house sounds good. We could also... Um, just in case the house is a trap and I end up dying, I think I'd like to make some arrangements to buy the boat now. I guess, or no, I, you know what? Yeah, let's go scope out that house. Um, won't it be weird if she sees us outside the window looking in at her in her house? Um, if we want, I can summon a beast to do the scouting out for us. Yes. When people see deer in their yard, they're like, look, how cute, a baby deer. They're not like, I'm being spied upon. Hey, so then, um, is there any alleyways nearby that we can slip into? Um, yes, but I will remind you, it is the middle of the day, and you just watch her walk towards her house. Just, you know, just gentle reminders here. Um, so you can try to take an alleyway. To get close to her house, I will need some stealth checks, though. And by stealth checks, I mean, like, as a team. I was just wanting to go into an alleyway so there weren't people around when I cast my um, summoning spell. Oh, yeah, there's totally, like, an alleyway that has some dumpsters and stuff where they put the trash from the bakery. Mmm, trash. <laughs> <laughs> I want an olive shirt now that just says, mmm, trash, with olive on it. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I cast the right summon spell so I get a beast that I can talk to. So please bear with me for a second. Okay, then um, when we go into the alleyway, I will cast Conjure Animals. Okay. Um, If you have that spell in front of you, if you'll just read it out for our listeners. Okay, um, you summon Fae Spirits that take the form of beasts and appear in unoccupied spaces... That you can see within range, choose one of the following options for what appears. One beast of challenge rating two or lower, two beasts of challenge rating one or lower, four beasts of challenge rating half or lower, and eight or eight beasts of challenge rating a quarter of lower. Um, each, each beast is considered a fae, uh, fae and disappears when it drops to zero hit points. You summons creature are friendly to you and your companions. You roll initiative for them and, and they can obey any verbal... Um, commands that you issue. Okay. Uh, what are you summoning? Um, I think I am going to summon an elk. Because Olive was talking about having deer in your yard. So I will summon 
Well, I can summon up to eight elk, but I will summon two of them because I don't think we need eight elk running around. <laughs> Roll a nature check before you do so. 24. You are aware, as someone who enjoys creatures that are strange, that perhaps elk do not live in the marsh near the coast. Ah, yes, we are in a marsh. I may have slightly south. forgotten that fact. <laughs> and then a Siberian tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can summon a saber-toothed tiger, but I, I, I think that might stand out. The voice of God whispers in the back of your head. You're an ecologist. Remember. <laughs> I will summon two hawks then. Because, I mean, hawks, hawks are going to stay, stay around water and, you know, catch some fish. Yes, that, yes. Okay, so you summon these hawks. Uh, they show up. What do you do? Um, I verbally, I get them to command to um, go and... No, take a quick look at the, um, at the, I mean, can, can we see the house from where we are? If you step out of the alleyway, yes. Like, if you step, so you're, like, next to the bakery, if you just, like, stepped out on the sidewalk and looked like you were chatting, yes, yes, you could. So then I just step, I just step, step out on the, um, alleyway and just, you know, sort of point, point them to the house and just... Them, hey, can you just go quickly check that out? See, see if there's any anything weird going on. Uh, they take them. off. I'll try to do like a um, in the street distraction with the having the stuffed um, otter do a little show where it's taking like some teacups and arranging them on the top of a table. Oh, I love the little otter. <laughs> <laughs> and hoping just that if. People are walking around near here. That's what they look at. Good plan. Good plan. Uh, so the hawks fly around. You see them circle the house a couple of times. Um, and oh, it's only within 30 feet. Never mind. Um, and then they come back and they sit in front of you and you can talk to them, right? Yes. If I'm, I think I can. Yes. Uh, one of them kind of lands and says, reporting for duty, sir. I have the report. What have you found? This is a rather large house, and she seems very well off for a mayor. Uh, she has the tea room being set now. It is bright yellow and pastel. Uh, there was also a mouse in her yard. I did not catch it. I rather would like to catch it, but I knew I had to report. Uh, did you need to know anything else? <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> I relay the information to... Olive and Tobias, and like any anything else you think we might need them to find out? No, but pink and yellow. I just recently discovered what those colors were, and why would anyone paint a room in those colors? It just seems like a really odd choice. I think that may be <laughs> all the proof we need that she is definitely um, evil, <laughs> and we have full permission to burn down her house. <laughs> Side note, if those are anyone's favorite colors, I do apologize. Well, well, first, let's see what she has to say for herself. <laughs> I agree. Look at the hawks. Um, you, you, you can go um, stay, stay close by, but you can go fly around and keep yourself occupied. I can 
um, keep them summoned for up to one hour. So I'm just gonna li- let let them have their hour, and then if nothing happens, I'll just disappear. Permission to catch the mouse, sir. Permission granted. <laughs> and he, they take off to go chase mice. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so you guys have about an hour ish. Um, I will remind you that there are there's the bakery, the flower shop, a coffee shop. Um, a notice board in the middle, and a leather shop. Oh, yeah. But definitely want to check out the notice board. And me, personally, want to check out the coffee shop, too. Yeah, I will also go check out the notice board, see if there's... See what's posted there in this apparently perfect town that they live in. It's probably about the sea whale and the stars. Debutante ball, right? Are you guys all going to go check that out? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, your passive perception is high enough. The notice board has a lot of older papers. You can tell they've been kind of weathered by the wind and the weather. I know I just said weather twice. Don't come for me. Um, and they are kind of like general small town things. Announcements for yard sales. A couple different party announcements. Some birth announcements. Um, you do notice though that the birth announcements, none of them are old. None of them are like newer than two years old. Um, there was something else there. Oh, and then there's also under above the birth announcements, so kind of newer than two years, but still quite old. There's old cookie factory posters and olive you recognize this cookie factory as the orphanage um but this these posters are from when the it was functioning as a cookie factory before it's been like 10 years since this was a a valid flyer they really do not clean off their notice board very often well clearly clearly tells us that they they, they don't they don't get a lot of new notices if you can still see such old ones Small town life. But I I am a little curious about the fact that there's been no new births. I mean, I know it's a small town, but even people in small small towns tend to make babies. They have no new ones in two years. It's a, it's a little odd, don't you think? It's maybe it's possible that they had babies, but they didn't want to announce them to keep them safe from something. I did not think about that. Is a possibility. Oh, gosh, there's going to be a bunch of dead babies in that pink and yellow room. Oh, my. (laughs) Not the children. All of history check, I think. Memory bank check. (laughs) 17. You recall a conversation that was had when you were um, dispatching some hags in the cookie factory about child sacrifice. I hope they're not hiding them because there's more sea hags here like there were in that cookie factory that one time. Those sea hags loved to sacrifice children to their sea god. Oh, wait. Hmm. I mean, sea, sea god that c- Could the sea god that they're that they're sacrificing um children to be be that thing in the that sitting in the bay? That monster? Yeah. I'm glad we bought a boat, because we're going to have to go out in the bay. How was this town connected to the cookie factory? Are they... 
See, when I was arresting those sea hags, I asked a question that at the time got interrupted that was, how many orphanages are there? And Boltzmann was all like, we don't need to know that. I kill them or something like that. And I was like, no. And now I'm like, if they set up in the cookie factory, how many other sea hag child sacrificing places did they set up? And do they all funnel here? How deep does this go? <laughs> Ocean pun. I mean, <laughs> player remembers well, that episode, but Tobias wouldn't. Yes, Percy would also not re- recollect that episode, <laughs> fortunately. Um, Percy, but you read a lot, don't you? I do. I do read quite a lot. And I told you everything just now because I'm like, here was my adventure with the sea hags. And I, I tell you all about it. Well, if I'm not mistaken, don't don't sea hags tend to live in bogs and swamps? This might be a home base. If if I'm not mistaken with my um all all, all the books I've been reading, I'm pretty sure I, I read somewhere that they that they live in swamps. DM can I um nature check it? Yes. That's an eight. You're guessing at this point. You're like, yeah, I totally know. I'm not a hundred percent sure though. My my memory does get a little foggy. I I do read quite a lot. Well, let's talk to more people that we can before tea time. Do you want to go into the leather shop? That's the only shop we haven't gone into besides the coffee shop. Sure. Yeah. Oh, walking over to the leather shop. We've got time to do both, right? Yes. Yes, you do. Okay. The sign on top of the door says, Tan your hide, leather goods. <laughs> I wonder if they sell, they sell any belts. As you guys walk in, I'm assuming you're walking in and not just standing in window shopping. Oh, yeah. Tobias walks totally right in. Okay. The window shopping is a totally valid form of shopping. Uh, <laughs> you walk in and the smell of fresh leather um, hits you and it's a... Rather pleasant smell for most. I'll let you decide if it's pleasant to you. Um, and you're surrounded by different hides that are kind of hanging from the walls, leather goods, wallets, um, belts, some leather armor, bags. And sitting in behind the front desk and using a, a bone shaper is an older man. Hello there. And this older man has an old gruff grandpa voice, but I cannot do that. So old gruff grandpa voice um, says, well, hello there, young ones. Are you here for some leather goods? I wouldn't mind looking around. Where do you source your leather from? Oh, all over. Uh, You know, wherever adventurers bring it down to. Uh, It's all sorts of creatures, mainly cattle, though. Um. However, if you do want some specialty goods, I definitely have those. Um, I have some seal leather in the back. Are, are those leathers ethically sourced? Clubbed from only the finest baby seals. I'm shaking in my baby seal leather boots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's from Megamind, y'all. Uh, he looks at you and he says... Well, of course, I only pay for the best. Do, but, do, but do you make sure? But Percy's getting a little, a little on edge. He he, he doesn't like the mistreatments, mistreatment of animals, being a druid and all. Oh, are you one of those 
nature types. Uh, I, I value the world we live in, thank you very much, as we all should. Ah, of, of course, of course. You might like some of our plant leather on the left wall. And he gestures over there and turns to the other two. And you notice that this selection of plant leather is, like, pathetic. I'm just impressed plant leather exists. <laughs> it is a thing in real life as well. Really? Vegan leather does exist. Whoa. Interesting. I don't know how they make it, but it exists. <laughs> did he introduce... I missed if he gave us his name. Sorry, did he give us his name? Uh, he did not. Okay, I ask him. I say, my name's Tobias. What's yours? Uh, my name is Gerald McGrug. Gerald McGrug? Uh, you misunderstood me. Gerald McGrug. I know the accent can be kind of hard to understand. Gerald McRug. Do you have any leather rugs? <laughs> yes, I have the finest McRug leather rugs. As the DM starts to die slowly inside. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and he gestures to a table over to the right side of the room. Um, and he says, and if you dig towards the bottom, there's some metallic colored ones. I know those are popular with the young crowd these days. Tobias gives it, like, to the silent count of three before he says, Do you know who R.O. is? <laughs> uh, is. I I know of Red Velvet Orange Cake, but I do not know of a person named R.O. <laughs> I, Percy pipes up, Do you know anyone with the initials R.O.? Uh, no, I, nobody that lives in town. <laughs> How much for the leather rug? Ah, uh, for you, my fine crocodilian friend. I will cut you a deal. Only ten gold. Oh, I'm totally gonna buy this, and I'm gonna put it under my treadmill, and then that way the grease stains from, like, the workout equipment won't, like... Because leather's so easy to clean if, you know, if you take care of it. No? Everyone's <laughs> shaking their head. Okay. Leather uh is very hard to take care of, unless it's, like, car-treated leather. Oh, well, maybe I just want my leather to be black and greasy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could rub a lot of black oil into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong... I was thinking of, like, a rubber workout mat. But you're right, leather would be awful beneath the treadmill. Well, hmm, what do I want the leather rug for? I mean... You could... Do you... Does Olive still see the scientist in the museum? Yeah, Richard. Could give it to him as a gift, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Richard. I have come with a souvenir for you. <laughs> One second. I go into the hallway and I bring in like the six foot tall rolled up rug. I have brought you the world's most difficult to maintain rug. <laughs> Enjoy your maintenance. <laughs> Almost as bad as buying you a puppy. <laughs> true, true. So yeah. how has the sea monster affected your business? Sea monster? That's nonsense. Oh, another one. Are, are you sure? The, 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 mayor, the mayor was telling us about the sea, the sea monster. She, she's saying it's, it's starting to be a, a little bit of a, pro a problem around these parts. It's, it's really affected your fishing. <laughs> I casually slip twice the price of the rug across the counter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, deception, my friend. Me? No, not you. Oh, good. Um, Percy, who is outright lying... Can the the 20 gold help? Eh? 
Yes, it can give Percy advantage. <laughs> oh, thank you. 18. That was a lot better than the 7 I got originally. <laughs> oh, that is a v- much better than the 7, but he looks at you and he kind of sneers and he says, Oh, the fishers, they're just complaining because the fish is, is low this year. Every now and again it happens. The fish just don't migrate in. I have no idea what you're talking about. And for sure the mayor would not talk about any sea monsters, even if they did exist. She's all about keeping up the image. So, so what, 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 what's so important about the image that you wouldn't talk about a dangerous sea monster if, if it happened to exist, you know, hypothetically, I, I, I slip a couple extra gold coins onto the pile. <laughs> well, haven't you seen the town? It's dying without the fish. Of course we need tourists in because who else will bring us money? I myself am set. I have a particular theater that comes through every now and again asking for leather for costumes. So I have a pretty steady business, but other people are not so lucky. Yes, but wouldn't she rather have, you know, some adventurers come take care of the sea monster? Is there something particular she she doesn't want them finding? I slip a couple extra gold coins onto the pile. (laughs) Yes, what hold do they have on her? (laughs) Ah, our mayor is young and inexperienced, but she's not hiding anything. She's just a little exuberant. Is she dead and revived? I'm just just asking, like, did she have any uh, near misses, near brushes with death in her past? So what Alu says out loud was, has she had uh, any near misses or, like, brushes? Has she ever gotten in any, like, dangerous accidents that she just mysteriously survived? Uh, no, but, uh, our mayorship isn't quite a voting matter. Uh, her father was killed some years ago in a voting accident. Can I, can I do an inside check on him to see, see, see if he's telling the truth? Yes. 23. He is telling the truth. Plus 10 really does help. Yes, yes, it does. He is for sure telling the truth, and you can tell, like, he's not... He, All signs say he is not lying at all. Yeah, so he actually believes that there's nothing wrong with the town. Correct. Okay. So I've got this skin, and Olive takes some skin out. Uh, it's clearly her own skin. It's been super long dried and shriveled up. Could you turn this into, like, a coin purse for me? It's the skin from the back of my hand from How to Construct a Siege. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, the listeners cannot see this. (laughs) Please note, we do not endorse maiming yourself to make purses. (laughs) But if you happen to have this really nice crocodile skin purse that has a tattoo of the fire-breathing kittens on it already, <laughs> it's good swag. Let me go through this. Just let me go through this, like, seven stages of grace, grief plus, like, four more. <laughs> uh, 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 the, he looks at you and he just says, I've... I've never worked with alligator before, but... Oh, wait, no, I ate it. Wait, wait, I ate it. I just remembered. I (laughs) (laughs) I ate it. I don't have that skin anymore because I ate it. 
Okay. I didn't say that. That is somehow okay. worse. That is so worse. That is so worse. So much worse. Um. Okay. Uh. He. Uh. He goes over and rolls up the rug that you bought. <laughs> hands it to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Percy quietly slips out of the leather shop. <laughs> yeah, Tobias follows. <laughs> Me too, with the six-foot leather rug. <laughs> what are you going to do with this rug, Olive? Are you going to carry it around town? Yes, and well, I we- just realized I can't get it wet because it is the worst maintenance <laughs> thing ever, so I'm going to go buy a boat, I guess. <laughs> well, we, we, we have a boat that we can, you know, put it in, so we can definitely transport it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we don't have to take the train back. We can take the Jack Sparrow. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I put it in the Jack Sparrow for safekeeping. Wonderful. Um, You guys have about 40 to 30 minutes before your meeting with the mayor. Would you like to go to the tea shop? <laughs> Do we want to just show up early to the mayor's place and surprise her? Nah, let's check out the tea shop, and we probably still could be here a little early. Tobias is a coffee shop owner, right? Didn't you recently buy a coffee shop? Well, I I bought a cart, and I started to wheel that cart around town, but I'm still kind of learning how to talk to customers because I just kind of read off the whole menu to them. But but Ian Ian Honeytree told me maybe I should get one of those those menus that you can put out and write chalk on it, and so I'll, I'll try that next time. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to see what they have. Yeah, so this is professional research for him. Makes sense, makes sense. As you draw closer to the tea shop, you notice the sign says, Gin and Tea. Ooh, my kind of place. I like this shop a hell of a lot more now. (laughs) Um, As you guys walk in, it's very brick walls, a bunch of big green house plants, Uh, white tables and it smells of dried tea and there's tea leaves hanging from the ceiling from the rafters and sitting behind the front counter serving up some tea is a fear bulg with gray skin and bright green hair well hello there i've never met a fear bulg sorry i don't mean to be rude but this is a pretty cool place you've got ah yes i do like my tea my name is Jin. I am Tobias. Nice to meet you, Tobias. What would you recommend to the first person or a f- for a first try at your shop? Well, are you looking for calming or exciting? Um, yes, let's go for calming. Ah, uh, and he walks back and or they walk back and they come back and in their hand they have a cup of steaming tea and they say This is our chamomile sage tea. It's on the house. Welcome to town. Thank you. He opens his helmet and puts the tea in it and shuts the helmet. The Fearbulg doesn't look surprised. Um, He's just kind of like, okay. Can I get you guys anything? Do you have chicken blood? (laughs) I do not, unfortunately. Are you looking for something spicy yeah uh and he turns around uh and he pulls out a couple bottles and he pours it in and then he grabs some tea leaves and it heats up 
and he hands it back and he says, I believe this will be the spice you are looking for. This is our fire tea. Olive drinks it. It is like 90% alcohol. Whoa, Olive is drunk. (laughs) Oh, is it that cinnamon whiskey type stuff? Yes. I have some in my kitchen. It's good stuff. (laughs) That stuff is really good. (laughs) No, I want some. Oh, man. Olive feels pampered. What about you, our fine elven friend? I'll I'll have to abstain for today. I'm not not in the mood for some more tea. I've I've already had earlier today. You see. Ah, you must like ghost tea. And he hands you an empty cup and starts laughing. <laughs> Why? Thank you very much. Percy per- per- very obtusely drinks it. You know, making grunts and noises. Mm, this finest tea I've ever had. He's laughing harder, and he looks at the other two, and he goes, That's a tea joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Olive is so drunk, she's laughing really hard. <laughs> He kind of looks at all three of you and says, what brings you to town? Uh, We've just been, you know, investigating the monster. You know, we've been talking to the mayor about it. We've been, you know, the the guy at the leather shop, you know, they've been giving us quite a lot of information about it. You know, some pretty scary stuff. Ah, did they try to trick you? Yeah, they—they—they—they're first that they were playing a, a pretty big prank, you know, pretending it didn't exist, you know. They—they they, they really got us for a second there, but you know, eventually they—they they told us that they were joking at the, that, you know, that there really was a monster, and that you know they actually did hire us to to come take care of it. You know, it was really funny at first, you know. Pretending it didn't exist. They they said that they tried to get quite a lot of the town in, in on it as well. But, you know, that now that, that it was time to, to get down and serious and, you know, deal with this important threat. He looks a little offended at you and he just says, Piney isn't doing anything wrong. He guards the tree from those who would destroy it i don't know why you would want to kill him no we're not here to kill the monster we're here to investigate didn't i tell you we're here to investigate i i I must have you know misspoken a little little excited it's one of my first adventures i'm still a little green under the chin ah he is very kind and he turns around grabs another like a bucket almost of like tea scraps and he offers it to you and he says if you bring him the bucket he will let you pass if you would like to take a sapling from the tree i assume that is why you are here ah yes yeah yes of, of, of course you know uh, need, need to get a, a, a sapling you know bring it back to the big wigs down in, in hq is this tree a ruby maple? Yes, it is. That is why most people run into Piney. They are looking to destroy it. 
But you don't need to destroy it. You can just take a sapling. Oh, yeah, that's all we would like. Huh? Yeah, no, no need to resort to violence. Violence is never the option. Just you know, out of curiosity, um, what, what does Piney look like? Oh, he is ancient and mostly skeleton at this point. I believe they're called Minotaur, Minotaur. Ah, I see. Yeah, just com- confirming the information we got from the gold. Ne- need to make sure all the information lines up. Ah, of course. Would you like more ghost tea? And he holds up a little teapot that is very obviously empty. <laughs> yes, I would love some more. <laughs> Best tea I've ever had. First, he puts, puts, puts out his arm, you know, holding a, t- a teacup to get some more. Holding he, a pours, ghost tea. <laughs> he pours it and he is giggling. Like, he thinks he's pulled one on you. He's just giggling. Taking us. Mm, such good tea. You must give me the recipe. <laughs> ah, of course. And he scribbles something down on a note and he hands it to you and he says, Now don't go sharing it. <laughs> of course, I would never. <laughs> but but, but as he put, puts puts the note, you know, in his coat pocket right next to his heart. So it's, it's keep it close. <laughs> ah. I'll keep it safe, don't worry. Is there anything... Is there anything I can get you? Any other information we want to get? Hiccup. I'm all good. <laughs> Do you know who R.O. is? Ah, <laughs> uh, R.O. is not a person. It's that wonderful cake from the bakery. Red velvet orange. Are, are you sure there's no one with the initials R.O. around town? I am positive. Or even maybe O-R. You know. Well, now that you mention it, no, he doesn't say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, he just looks at you and he says, well, no, the only R-O we have is the delicious cake. Uh, I see. Thank you very much. Can the, very good information. Can, can the higher-ups will be proud of messages? me. Have you known this cake to send messages? I mean, I'm, I'm confused. Uh, no. Why would cake send a message? That is a bad bakery joke. <laughs> he takes the tea out of his helmet and just throws his hands up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My, my, my friend's here. He's, he's a little stressed out. He's... But, the big rooms told him if he didn't find out who R.O. was, he was going to be in big trouble. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I hope they don't punish you too much. I like seeing you around. Your friend is funny. Come back soon. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for this ghost tea. I'll never forget it. And he giggles again as he turns back to continue making tea. <laughs> <laughs> It is now time for your tea time with the mayor, but before we get to that, we are going to take a short break. So we were joined today by Tobias. Hello, or goodbye. See you soon. Percy. See you in a bit, guys. Please leave us a review on iTunes and we'll read it for you, or we'll read it for everyone here on air. Bye. Bye. Bye.
We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Fire Breathing Kittens Adventure. Today we are joined by Olive. Hey, Percy. Hello. And Tobias. That tea was quite good. Hello. You guys have just exited the tea shop, and I'm assuming are on your way to the mayor's house. I yeah. think it is that time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is that time to head off to the mayor's, if I'm not mistaken. Let's go. Okay, you guys approach the mayor's house. Um, what do you do? Knock on the front door. Look for a hawk happily eating a mouse. Uh, it has been past an hour, so I'm, they have been dismissed. But you do, Olive, since you are familiar with bones and animal carcasses, uh, you do see a little pile of bones that you know are mouse bones. Good hunt. Yes. Um, so, you guys knock on the door, the door is opened, and there stands Maisie, and she says, please, come in. Tobias walks in. Follow, follow Tobias in. I am just now realizing that I did not bring a gift. Oh no. Oh no. I, I take out some meat, like cuts of steaks, from my rations, and present them as if they were a present, because who doesn't like steak? <laughs> ah, Thank you very much. And she takes it and she kind of gestures to a room that has been set up for tea. Um, and you guys do notice that the walls are very pale yellow, um, like a pastel yellow. And the ceiling is a pastel blue. And she says, please have a seat and help yourself to the tea uh, while I go put this in the ice chest. Um, and she walks off to go put it away. Or a frying pan on the stove. <laughs> yeah, th th this this lady is definitely evil. Look at all the look at these colors. Colors are supposed to complement each other, not clash. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I would like to try the tea before my friends can, because I'm immune to poison. Okay, uh, you go ahead and you try the tea, um, and it tastes very cinnamony, but not of the alcohol kind of cinnamon. 
Um, and as you're drinking it, she walks in and she says, Ah, yes, it is my favorite kind of tea. It's a raspberry cinnamon from Jin himself. Ah, nice. Wouldn't, you wouldn't happen to have any ghost tea, would you? She kind of looks at you and she's trying to decide if you're serious. <laughs> um, and she says, I, I suppose. Um, are you being like serious? Like, is no, your no. face... Uh, I'm d- I'm doing it in a more playful way, M- more as, you know, inside joke kind of thing. Ah, she smiles and she says, uh, if you're sure you want it, but I think I might be fresh out, I'm afraid. Ah, uh, what a shame. I j- guess I'll just go- have to go back to Jin, Jin later and get myself, myself some more. Yes, it does seem that his place is the only place to get ghost tea. Um, I know you must have more questions. How can I help you? Um, or perhaps you'd like to attend our little nighttime party? I. What is this party for? Oh, it is just uh, a little get-together for the town. Um, we don't get a lot of visitors here that often, and I'm just trying to keep morale up um, as, you know, more and more people leave. What was the theme of the party again? Was it Minotaur or something to that effect, if I'm not mistaken? I uh, very intensely look at her to see if she has any reaction to the words. Uh, she's just confused and she says, uh, no, sea whales in the stars. Uh, we did minotaurs last year. Ah, uh, I see. That must be where my confusion came from. Yes. Um, do you have any, can I help you with anything else? I must say I do need to get ready for the party tonight. Well, I mean, since we're here, and since there's steak, and since you have a frying pan... <laughs> I suppose, um... Shall we retire to the kitchen? Might as well. Sounds like a plan. Okay, I'ma need you to do a dexterity saving throw. 17? 13. 17. You all fail. As you're walking through um, the door between like the front entry and the tea room, uh, Maisie walks through fine. But as you three take steps through, you find yourself located in the middle of a marsh, facing a giant hedge. Can I use Diamond Soul to re-roll? I'll spend a key point and re-roll a fail save. Yes, you can try. Okay. 27. Oh, that does pass. So the other two are transported, and all of you find yourself alone in the kitchen with Maisie. Mistake, do I notice? A perception check with advantage? 26. Oh, where did my friends go? Maisie looks at you and she says, oh, they must not have wanted any steak. Um, how do you like your steak? Singed on the outside, raw on the inside. Interesting, um... Of course, and she begins to cook. Now we hop back over to the other two. You are now facing a giant hedge, and there is an entrance, um, and you're in the middle of a marsh. What happened? Uh, This is uh, a little odd, to say the least. Did you see how we got transported here? No, no, I didn't see anything except for becoming here. Um, yeah, start to head toward the entrance, you said? There's an entrance? Yes, there is an entrance that is very easy to see. Um, and as you head in... I, s- I went to stop Tobias, and I 
you know, subtly indicate, Tobias, you, you do know I'm a druid, right? And what, what one of our very favorite pastimes is transforming into animals, such as such beings that, you know, can roam the land or fly above it. Do you think it might be convenient for us to, in, instead of walking through this hedge in what I assume might be a maze, instead rather fly over it? Uh, can you can you make me a bird? I can turn myself into a giant eagle and carry us. Oh, okay, yeah, let's try that. So I am going to use my wild uh, wild shape and transform myself into a giant eagle. Okay. And then once I'm a giant eagle, I'm going to pick up Tobias in my claws and start flying over the hedge at a relatively high, you know, 70 feet above the the ground. Don't don't be too close in case something jumps out at us. Okay. I need you to make a strength saving throw. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can help with that. Um, I'll cast... It is called... There, there it is. Okay. Uh, no, I don't have it prepared. Never mind. Sorry. I got a dirty 20. Okay. Um, as And I'm going to need a strength saving throw from um, Tobias as well. Uh, 10. Oh, poor Tobias. As you are flying, you make it about halfway across the maze and you're kind of, you were, you do realize that you were correct and it was a maze. And you are suddenly struck by a very strong downward wind. And you take eight points of damage for Percy and 16 for Tobias as you spiral down towards the middle of the maze. I have a question for you two. Yes? Did either of you take that bucket? Um, bucket? The one from the tea shop. I was assuming that we would have taken it. Yeah. Tobias, yeah, Tobias took it, if I'm not mistaken. That that okay. was what I assumed. <laughs> yeah. I do have a bag of holding inside my chest cavity, so I can just put it, have put it in there. All right. I'm spiraling toward the ground. Can I use an action to cast a spell at this point? Yeah. Um, just seeing if I have anything that can help everybody. I only have something that can help one of us, and you're a big bird, so... Um, I'll cast a resilient sphere on myself, um, and I don't have to do a save because I'm a willing creature. But it says nothing, not physical objects, energy, or other things can pass through the barrier, and it surrounds me. So does that that just cancels out damage then, right? Yes, and I was we were looking at me falling, I think seventy feet. So I was that's the part I was worrying about. Yes. Okay, so that protects you from your damage when you hit the ground, uh, Percy. You do take another 10 points of damage. Can't I just, you know, spread my wings and stop falling? I am a giant bird. The wind is on top of you, and we're talking hella strong. But you could cushion your fall. Yes, it is like you have been hit by a brick wall of wind. But the great thing about animal shape is when your animal HP drops to zero, then you go back to your normal druid HP. 
I, I will I will accept the argument that you landed and did not take any damage because you are a bird. I will take that. You can keep those ten hit points if you would like. That it that is that is fair. because uh, you are a bird. So you now find yourself in the middle of the maze, and the minute you touch down, the wind does stop. Um you are at a corner and you can either go straight or go left. Do do you have any clue what that's what what that giant wave of of wind was, Tobias? Uh, the way it came out of nowhere, and the way it's around this maze, I'm just assuming it might have been a a spell effect, some kind of wind wind effect. Uh-huh. But let's let's go left. I think it's something of a tradition for the kittens. Well, be, before we go through, do, um, what what is the walls made out of? Is it just plants? Uh, it's as mm, roll either nature or perception. One, two. I'm gonna revert my form back to human before I do this, so I can okay. get my own perception check. I'm um, twenty-eight. Ah, so being a druid, you are very familiar with plants, and these plants look very sickly. Like they look like they would be a normal bush of sorts, like a normal hedge. But they are kind of drained of color and have, like, I don't know what they're called, but, like, the thing in the leaves, the little, like, liney part, is black. And the green is so dark, it is almost black. So we're talking plants are about to die or necrotic plants? Necrotic plants. Okay, necrotic plants. Gross. Well, we know which direction the center was, right? Yeah, you're in the center. Do we notice anything besides just the hedge walls? Nope. Just a bunch of hedges. You wouldn't happen to have any fire spells, would you, Tobias? I think you might just have to burn the hedges down. Because I don't think it would be a good idea to attempt to you know, navigate through through this maze. We will most likely get very lost, and seeing as we can't just fly out of here, it could be dangerous. Uh, most of my spells are more along the um, uh, protection and and in, enchantment type and transmutation kind of thing. So let, let, let's just take one of these paths to see what we find. Okay. Left path, left path, you said? Yes, let's try left. Okay. As you guys walk down the left path, it turns right, and then it turns left, and then it turns left again, and then it turns right, and then it turns left. Into a dead end. Can I take out a piece of parchment and start mapping out our route? Yes. All right. We work our way backward and try the other route. Okay. This one goes straight and you come to a intersection. You can go. um, So it's kind of a weird intersection. There's two lefts and a right. Two lefts and a right. So like there's two openings to the left and one opening to the right. Uh, I guess we'll take the, the leftmost left. Yep. Okay. Um, you follow that one down, and then it comes to a corner where it turns left again. Man, left is kind of a fire-breathing kittens thing. Um, and then you come to another of those double, um, to another corner that has two more lefts. There's a left one and a left two. I say we go left left again. Okay. You go in there, and you hit a dead end. Okay, back to the last intersection and then the other left. Yeah. 
and you notice that you can either continue straight or you can go right to the exit. Ooh, exit. Do we want to leave or do we want to... Because fr fr from what, what I've heard of um, minotaurs and um, what, 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 where they live, I'm, I'm fairly certain I read in a book that they live in mazes. So if if we want to get to um, Piney and um, get to the um, the Ruby Maple, I think we I think we're gonna have to have to look look for Piney in this maze. Well, let's let's check out. Let's see where we are. Are we in a? Are we? Is the maze in a marsh when we look out the exit? Yes, but it's like not where you entered. You can tell for sure this is like the other side. Hmm. What do you think? I uh, I I think we should try and see if we can um f find Piney. Might be because we 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 need to, we need to get that um the the maple tree for for the little girl so we can um fix a wagon properly. I'm also worried about leaving Olive alone wherever she is. Ah yes, that is true. We don't want to. I suppose we can always come back here. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's try to get back. We can come back here. If if we want, if we're concerned and want to get back immediately, I do have a way for us to get to teleport back to Olive, if we want to. So teleport back to Olive right now. Yes. Well, that might have, have been nice to know about her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I f forgot to to remember that I had this the spell. Um, prepared. It is called transport via plants. Okay. And we, um, this this curl spell creates a magical link between a large, large, large and a plant within range and another plant at any distance on the same plane of existence. You must have seen or touched the destination plant at least at least once before. For the duration, any creature can step into the target plant and exit from the destination plant. By using five feet of movement, <laughs> so so you know that sunflower I gave to the mayor. Oh yeah, yeah. I can cast transport via plants, and we can immediately go back to that sunflower, which I assume she has on her. Sure. And you can. How, how often can you cast this? You can touch a plant here, and we can come back here. Um, it is duration of one round, so I can cost it once so we would have to walk back here what level is this spell a six level okay i find the large plant nearby and cast transport via transport via plants so i'm gonna need you to make an ability check using your spell casting ability um mod the my spell modifier my spell attack modifier or maybe i have to Oh, I have to. I'm sorry. I had that backwards. I have to make a check. Hold on. Um, yeah, so you go to cast the spell, and it doesn't work. Like, consumes my spell slot and doesn't work. Um, so I'm using counter spell. I think it consumes your spell slot. Um, when you cast the spell... I mean... Does anybody know? Off the I top have of their never heads. used Counterspell before. Okay, let me look it up. I've never used it before either. I think the way it's worded, it says it the 
on a success, the creature's spell fails and has no effect, so that makes it sound like they spent yeah, the spell slot already. Yes, then it just doesn't work. And it's it's against my spell save DC, right? Um, the D- DC is 10 plus the spell's level, so you said it was a 6th level spell, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yes. So with that... my, my save DC is 18. Reddit, uh, subreddit, D&D Next says, Is a spell slot wasted when you are successfully counterspelled? Posted in our D&D Next three years ago. Factitious says, Two spell slots are consumed, yours and theirs. 32 upvotes. Okay. Okay, so let's go with yes. Yes, um, and the DC save, according to the spell, um, it says, if the, it is casting a spell of fourth level or higher, make an ability check using your spell casting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level, which is why I asked you the level. Oh, On yeah. the success, it fails and has no effect. I see. Okay, so I guess we're walking. My spell, my spell didn't work, so I, I guess we're going to have to walk. Very strange. It's like something's working against us. Yes. Um. I think it. It might. It might either be the. Might either be planty or piney, or it could could just be some some other evil force or force. We don't know. It's evil. Some other force in the in this forest. So are you guys going out the exit, or are you trying to backtrack through the maze? I mean, if it's count, if if we're being counterspelled, I think we should go out the exit and go find Olive. Yeah, I think uh, I think we might need a full a full team to tackle this maze. Okay, so as you as you exit the maze, you are actually treated to the sight of a very tall ruby maple tree, um, which is just a very shiny red maple tree. Um, that looks like it's made out of rubies and the leaves are like little tiny rubies. Um, and the wood is red with like gold running through it. And standing before you is a the skeleton of a minotaur. And it has a torn name tag that says, hi, my name is Piney. <laughs> Hello, Piney. I'm Tobias. Hi, Piney. I'm Percy. It growls at you. Um, and raises its axe. I nudge, um, my t- 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 take out the tea leaves. Uh, the ones from... F- from... The from bucket? Ginge. Yeah, the ones from the bucket. Yeah, bucket. so open up the chest cavity and pull those out. Uh, we, and uh, just we... kind of gesture like, oh, we're not trying to hurt anything. No weapons. When you do that, uh, he drops the axe and the ground kind of shakes beneath you. And you hear kind of from the growling within say, Jin, friend. And he takes the bucket and goes and sits in the corner and is like going through the tea leaves. And you can kind of, now that you're not being accosted, you can see he has a little campsite set up and a giant teapot. Oh. (laughs) Nice. Uh... I trust you know more about taking cuttings than I do. I know nothing about it. Yep, I I go up to the um to the large maple and I take a a cutting of the ruby maple. Uh, roll n- nature with advantage. Ooh, I needed that advantage. Um, twenty five. Ah, uh, yes, you know exactly what to do and how to get, like, a little root bundle and not hurt the tree. Uh, and as you 
turn around, Piney is kind of waving at you guys with like buckets full of tea. <laughs> yeah, I I take I take out a, a small sketch pad and do a quick crude draw- drawing of um, Piney, r- r- like you know, a, a bestiary entry. Write his name on top. Right, lo- loves tea leaves. I'll just wave at him and say, "Keep doing a good job, man." Um, as you kind of wave and you're not coming over, he becomes like more insistent with his hand waving, like, "Come here." <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll walk over. Um, And he offers you the buckets again, and he says, Jin, friend, travel like him? Is he saying that he wants to travel? Do you want to travel? He's offering you the buckets of tea again. Like, he's, like, shoving these at you. Oh, sure. Thank you. Are they empty? Um, so... They're not quite as big as the bucket that you were handed by Jin. They're like smaller buckets, and you get the feeling that he thinks these are cup-sized. Um, and he doesn't quite have the intelligence to realize that these are giant to you, and he's like trying to give you the cup of tea. Ah, uh, I see. And they're full of tea? Yes. Oh. Take it and t- take a couple sips of tea and look at him approvingly. Yeah, I, I dump about a quart into into my helmet area. <laughs> As you do that, he smiles at you and waves and says, bye-bye. And you guys are transported back to the middle of Jin's tea shop. And with that, we're going to hop over to Olive. (laughs) Olive, you are served up a singed and raw piece of meat. um, And and, and the the steak lover in me is dying inside. Just a little, just a little. Um, (laughs) And um, Maisie smiles at you and says, I I hope you like it. I don't cook that often for myself. Oh, well, I couldn't eat this alone. Do you want some, too? Um, I will stick to my peach tea. And she reaches into the ice box and pulls out like a gallon of what you assume to be peach tea and pours herself a glass. Oh, this is awkward if I'm the only one eating. Oh, no. Awkwardness. I offer her some Sea Scouts cookies because I bought ten boxes. Oh, wonderful. I love the Sea Scouts. Which I probably should have given her instead of raw meat. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Does she eat some of the cookies so it's not as awkward? Yes, she does eat some of the cookies. I genuinely think my friends are scoping out her house and that my goal is to distract her. So I try to keep her occupied eating cookies and steak until it's time to help her get ready for her party because I'm not leaving. Like, she's going to do that Midwestern thing where she, like, puts both hands on her lap and says, Welp. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to, like, not get the message. And my goal is, I, I really do think my friends are, like, somewhere in her house. So... Uh, <laughs> uh, can I help you? I've never attended a debutante ball before. Um, Olive is flat like an ironing board. So um, she can either take pity on me or think I don't belong, but she definitely doesn't think I you know, uh, fit in. Uh, so I'm like, can I, can I lift any heavy things for you or hang any high things up high? Decorations? Oh, um, actually, I do have uh, this particular item that I could really use some help with. I'm, I'm glad you asked. Um, if you finish up your steak there, um, we can definitely go to the lodge and you can help me with it. 
Have you ever seen an alligator mouth open and close? And it's a very large, like it looks, it looks like it would be soft and pink to touch, but you shouldn't. Clump onto the steak. One bite, swallow, done. I'm just excited. I'm ready to go. Oh, wonderful. Um, If you'll just follow me. And she takes you out through the town square towards the shoreline. Um, You guys from the windows of, um, as you pop in a few minutes before uh, Maisie and Olive leave the house or get to the town square, uh, Jin kind of smiles at you and says, ghosty, and goes back to sweeping the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as you guys, uh, as Olive and Maisie cross the town square, you guys kind of see them doing that and they're headed towards the shore. Yeah, should we run? Let, let's run to catch up. Yeah, let's let's follow them. Do you call Do you out? Just... Are you being sneaky? I say we just run straight up to them. Let her know we know. Yeah, so just run, run, run straight up to her and like, hey, how you doing? Oh, Percy, so... Tobias. Hey, I uh, walked a bit faster than you here, huh? Yeah, you 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 were re- you were really fast. Uh, we, we 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 barely saw you. Percy's just playing along, just assuming she's got some plan. <laughs> I'm here to be manual labor assistance because that sea whales and the stars debutante ball is coming up. And Tobias is not subtle, so he's just being quiet. Um. So as you guys continue to walk down, she, you guys come to, it's it's not a cliff, it's like a hill because you're on the coast. She's gonna push me off a cliff. Seriously. <laughs> No, the hill has a giant building, and it's very, it's wooden, um, which is why they call it the lodge, and it's decorated in, like, twinkle lights, um, and you guys walk in, and you can see hanging from the ceiling, there's, like, these silver painted stars. It's very, like, American high school movie cliche, um, decoration-wise, like a homecoming dance, uh, and she takes you down to the basement, and she says... And she gestures to this item and she says, oh, if you could just take this up, we just need to hang it. It's the it's it's kind of like a sparkly ball that we can shine light onto. Absolutely. I pick it up. And as long as it's three hundred and thirty pounds or less, I can move my full fifty five feet of movement and I run up the stairs. Woo! Uh, As she's doing that, she passes back by Percy. Hey, Percy, can you do a nature check for me? Nineteen. You notice as it's passing by that she's actually carrying a whale skull. A what? A whale skull. What? You're um, upstairs, Olive. <laughs> what? Um, I I do not know what to do with this information. I I I follow Olive to to go consult with the senior um, adventurer. I'm carrying the whale skull. Yes. Or sh- yes. Oh, um. I I let you know that it is in fact a whale skull that she is carrying. Do I think it's a disco ball? Yes, you do think it's a disco ball. It's a what, Percy? It it, it is it, it's it's a whale skull. I, I I don't know why they have a whale skull. I look at it. Does it look like a whale skull? Yeah. Yes. It, it it's it's a whale skull. Okay, am I illusioned into thinking that it's not a whale skull? Uh, well, roll th- a wisdom check? Like a wisdom saving throw? Or No, do arcana. Oh, hmm. Thirteen. Yeah, it just looks like a disco ball to you. 
Percy, this looks like a disco ball to me. I'm I'm telling you, it is, it is a whale skull. All my years of studying druidic oh. magic. I nibble it. You bite the disco ball? Absolutely. I have teeth, and if you've ever seen a dog explore something, that that that's that's fair. Um, as you bite into it, it's not metal. It is definitely bone. Oh, yeah. This is a whale skull. Um, <laughs> I d- I did tell you. How bi- how big is uh, what? Is it is is that skull cursed? I can remove curses. I hand it to you. Is it cursed? Uh, I'm, how I'm much pretty can sure he... you won't be able to hand it to Yeah, how much can he carry? <laughs> okay, I hold it near you. Um, yeah, should I do some kind of check to see if I can... I think you can cast Remove Curse, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can just cast it and see what happens. Do you want me to come up with a check or are you going to cast it? I'm going to cast Remove okay. Curse. That marks the slot. Third level spell. At your touch, all curses affecting one creature or object end. If the object is cursed magic item, its curse remains, but the spell breaks its owner's attunement to the object so it can be removed or discarded. As you touch this, a gust of wind tears itself from the coast across the town. And it feel and Maisie whips around, but there are a few people kind of doing like last minute decorations and stuff. And they kind of look like they're waking up, per se. And Maisie looks at you and she says, How dare you? You're going to mess this all up. I look sheepishly at the floor. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Did did she look like she came out of came out of it? Or did she does she seem like she's still fine? Uh, she looks like she's still fine, but she is marching furiously over. Um. Do we now just take her as hostile? Oh, I'm gonna see what she does to me. Like, I'm waiting for her to slap me. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's see what she does. She's gotta slap me first before I punch her. Olive is learning. Um, she walks over and she's like, put it down, put it down. I cannot believe you did that. How am I supposed to keep these people safe? Was the whale skull going to keep them safe? No. We're going... Tonight, I just... The town had to be cursed. That was the deal I made in order to protect them. And tonight, I was going to fix everything. I I just hope you haven't ruined it. Protect them from who? The whale god. Did you not hear the song earlier today? You mean the whale god you insisted did not exist? What was I supposed to do? Be like, yes, there's an evil whale god that I made a deal with because we accidentally killed its kid while we were fishing because it was eating all of our fish. That would cause mass panic. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) Um, She's slower. (laughs) She looks at you and she's just like rolls her eyes and she says... About three years ago, we were fishing and our fish supply got really, really low. Well, there was this monstrous whale, so we hired someone to get rid of it. Well, it turns out that was the child of a whale god. And when we killed it, we became cursed. So I made a deal and now to buy us some time 
that, well, it was less of a deal, more of a I was going to be eaten deal. Um, the whale god demanded we sacrifice our children and for its ch- child, and it wouldn't eat us all and destroy our town. And I was hoping that I could gain the knowledge and necromancy or whatever other magic I could to bring it back to life. Because uh, if you haven't noticed, there are no children in this town and this town is dying. You do know there are many adventure- adventurer guilds who would be happy to help you, including us. Well, that's, that's in the past, and I just was trying to solve this because could you imagine, could you imagine the ruinous to our tourist inju- industry if somebody found out we accidentally killed the child of a god? It would almost be as bad as if they found out you sacrifice all your children. <laughs> or if the entire town got destroyed. Well, we did outsource it for a bit, um, but that only worked for so long. That doesn't make it better. That's <laughs> We hired contractors, so we weren't at fault. Um, just a, a little question here. How many children were involved in the contractors outsourcing being murdered? Um, I would have to look at my notes. Okay, it's like a paperwork thing. Yes, we were supposed to sacrifice one a month. So, um, I'm not the best, best at math, um, but for now, we, you have to, we ha- you have to put it down and you need to leave so I can do this and save the town. You killed 36 children? All to protect this nothing town? Percy is getting very angry. There are ways to do these things. Killing children is not the correct way. Well, what else was I supposed to do? It was ours or the, the the orphans? Nobody wanted the orphans. Oh, man. Olive's gonna kneel down because she's like five feet, I guess 11 now. She gained an inch. Don't ask. So, like, she's not terrifying. And, like, hold her hands and be like, you should have asked for help. You're not alone. And you don't have to stay alone. You should reach out and talk to other people because we could have worked together with you. But instead, you killed children. And then, since I'm touching her, I'd like to continue touching her by knocking her unconscious. Okay. Uh, knock- I assume you- that she's an NPC and this is not going to be very difficult to hit her. No, it's not going to be that hard. All right, cool. Uh, I do, I, I'm going to spend a key point and do four blows and just say one of those hit. And um, non lethal damage. And all I'm trying to do is incapacitate her so that I can handcuff her so that I can give her a health potion and bring her back. I just want to continue this conversation with her in handcuffs. And in, like, a little quiet room all alone being interrogated instead of on the dance floor with a disco ball um, that is a potentially active magic object. So while she's incapacitated from being unconscious, I put dimensional shackles on her. I name Percy, Tobias, Olive as the people who can remove the dimensional shackles. And unless she makes a DC 30 strength athletics check, she ain't getting out. And she can repeat that once every 30 days. So go ahead and make a DC 30. DM shaking her head. No. That's a no. No. Okay, so I'm going to just quickly, uh, I'm going to also use my dust of disappearance to make sure no one can see that I'm carrying a unconscious mayor. And I'm going to find a small room 
even if it's a bathroom that we have to like block the door of, I have an immovable rod and I'm going to wedge it on the, so I'm going to find a door that opens inward against fire code and <laughs> going to direct us all in there. Um, yeah, I think a bathroom would probably be the best choice. All right. Hey everyone, welcome to the men's bathroom. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gross in here, don't ask. Better for interrogating. <laughs> And then I'm going to use my movable rod, and I'm going to push the button. The rod can hold up to 8,000 pounds, and if there's a window, I'm going to wedge it against that, too. I have two immovable rods. And then I give her a healing potion. I have, like, five items, guys. I just used all of them. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings her back. Yep. She's sitting on a toilet in the men's bathroom. Do they have toilets? Yeah, they have at least one toilet. She's, like... Totally, the lid is down, but like, there's no other chair in here. Um, I could bring in a chair. I don't know, whatever. She doesn't deserve a chair. Yeah, yeah. And and the door is closed, and she's handcuffed, and I'm like, "All right, guys, it's question and answer time. <laughs> Wake up!" And I give her a he- a healing potion. She wakes up, and she's just like, st- she screams, and then she stops because she's scared. Now, I suggest you start answering some questions, lady, and I suggest you be quick about it. Did you- I- I told you everything- what about whale god sacrifice do you not understand? Who is this whale god? I've- I've studied a a lot of- of- of animals throughout my- my time in life, and I've never heard of a whale god. She kind of looks at you and she goes, I didn't ask it its name. What did it look like? A giant black whale with white on it. An orca, I think it would be normally if it was like normal size. Except for like on the tail, there were like stars. How did you converse with it? It conversed with me. I look, I didn't really have a choice in this. Uh, I almost rather would have died, but one day, we killed the thing, it came into town. Everybody was happy. I went to bed that night, and I woke up in the middle of the ocean, under the stars, with this whale god staring down at me, okay? I don't know. How do you contact him? I don't. It contacts me, or rather, haunts us with its song. And wh- wh- why-, why do you say it haunts you? It- it's, a- it's a mother who lost its child... Did did you not feel the song? It gets less painful over time, but most newcomers are floored by it. Percy starts r- running out of things to ask. Um, when I dispelled the curse, did I get any sense of what happened with that curse, what it was? It was like compulsion plus like a memory wipe is the vibe you got. Okay. That doesn't seem like something that would naturally be on a whale skull, not even if it was a child of a, a god's skull. So, Ever since I disbanded the orphan sacrificing that was happening at the Cookie Orphanage, have you been setting up another orphanage sacrificing scheme? Do you have like a pyramid scheme of orphanage sacrificing going on? How many are there? Because we only lost, like, I think, like, 12 or 19 or something orphans to the cookie orphanage. So, like, if you're, if, math, 36 more than 12, 19, right? <laughs> like, there's got to be more than 
Tell me all your co-conspirators, please. Well, we did have an orphanage here, Mm. and most families lost children, though I tried to make it as gentle as possible, though that's probably ruined now that you uncursed the skull. People are going to remember that they had children before you killed them. Yes, how dare I? (laughs) (laughs) I love Olive's sass. How is this party going to solve everything? Were you just wiping more memories that led to things? Well, it was a chance to gather everybody together, and I do enjoy a good party, but it was also a chance, um, if you hadn't noticed, the full moon is tonight, and um, that seems to be when it's most powerful, so I was hoping that I could cast this a spell that could revive the child. The orca child, I say, juggling the skull, like, casually, because I'm super strong in my hand. Uh, yes. Be careful with that, please. Uh, they're dead. Okay. Hey, do we trust this lady enough to revive an orca? Yeah, or tell she us just how gonna... the spell works. Like, are there other components to it? Um, well, it, the if you notice, it is very sparkly, um... It did require some diamonds and some holy water, but we had a priest in town, so that was simple. I'd like to talk to my teammates, so I guess, like, we go outside the stall and whisper. Yeah, just leave the bathroom. No, I don't want to leave the bathroom, because she might crawl out the window. This is an interior bathroom. There are no windows. Okay, all right. Yeah, we stand right outside the bathroom door, and um, I just say to my friends, so, like, Reviving the baby, reviving the killed orca child sounds like a good plan, but the person suggesting it to us has killed 36 children. Also, I mean, it it wasn't, from what we're hearing, a very nice creature to begin with. Like, it was eating all of the fish in the area, all of them. It, that sounds like it, a lot. It was just a giant orca. Orcas eat a, eat a lot of fish. It it must must have been migrating through and if 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 it's a creature so, that large it might have required um a lot of um a lot a lot of fish to maintain itself couldn't that destroy entire ecosystems though i mean that doesn't sound like something that exists in an ecosystem orcas are migratory species so it might have just been passing through hmm well i have this contact other plane spell i could try to talk to the mother but if she's evil i mean i could go insane it also kind of sounds like she's in the harbor and you you don't need to contact another plane because we could take the jack sparrow to contact her yeah we could try that yeah but i mean i'm i'm okay so assuming that the whale god confirms the story that the whale god's child died and they demanded the sacrifice of Gardilu children to compensate or I guess like appease them. I guess teach them a lesson to stop killing whale god, whale god children. Um, so like, let's say that they do confirm the story. Isn't the ultimate end going to be that we let Maisie revivify or revive the whale god's child? Like... Isn't the ultimate question here, do we trust this child murderer to do a good thing? <laughs> but if we revive the 
whale, won't it just come out as a skeleton? Like the skeleton minotaur that is in the in the forest? Uh, can Olive do an arcana check? She knows nothing about magic, so like maybe... Yes, you can. Um, and can all of us do an arcana check? Yes, all you of, all... I'm like, I don't know. Yes, you all can do an arcana check. And also, how into reading about religion and history is Percy? History and religion isn't his forte. He's more... He, he's an animal man. He he knows quite a lot about animals. So I, I'd assume he, he'd know a little bit about deities that happen to be animals, but... Um, roll me a religion check. Olive got a six, by the way, on that arcana check. I don't... I'm magically illiterate. <laughs> uh, 17 for Tobias. I got a 16 on my religious check. Okay, um... So, on the Arcana, Olive, you know nothing. You're just like, <laughs> what, skeleton mi- minotaur? Um, <laughs> you do know that that the skeleton minotaur might have been this spell gone wrong. So, you kind of make the intuitive leap that he might have been a test subject. And then with that history check, <sighs> Percy remembers reading about some legends that and this is like very vague that there was a fish plague up and down i guess it would be the west coast of the continent about every 100 years but nobody really knew what caused it so it may just be that the the, the giant orcas might have just been migrating through on their way to larger waters where no one would have noticed the them chewing up the ecosystem but my thing is doesn't that make the whale god also a killer of children since they demanded this so either way you're doing what a (laughs) child killer wants Um, how many children can we revive can we revive 36 children 37 children i mean if you find somebody that can cast a ninth level spell and they it takes one hour to cast so I guess theoretically, yes. Do we have the bones of the 36 children? Or are they inside the belly of a giant orca god? That is a good question, because you do have to have a piece of the child. Right. A piece. So we would have to kill the orca in order well, to... We would have to check the orca's toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real about what happens to food. Also, um, Olive, you get a niggling in the back of your head from the last time you tried to fight a god. I got the smackdown real hard. Um, <laughs> I don't think we should fight gods. Uh, I've done it once before, and it worked for about half of a round. And then I realized my damage didn't do anything to them. And then they just swatted me like a fly, and I went flying and then it took half my health in one one casual backhand slap. And I don't think we should fight a god. We could check its poop, but I don't think we should fight it. <laughs> should we just go try and talk to it? I mean, sh- surely this orca god has has lost its child. Surely it would understand and we can possibly reason with it to not kill other children so that other parents don't go through its pain. 
Would we be more persuasive if we arrived bringing its revived child with us? We could tell it we could try to revive its child, but it might just get angry that we, you know, we used necromancy on its child and desecrated its bones. So, okay, here's the plan. If it fails and we desecrate the bones of the child, we don't tell the whale god about it. And if we succeed and we get a perfectly intact whale god baby, we take it to the whale god and we're like, please stop demanding a child a month. And then we at least do the next best thing. Yeah. So I wasn't, I was listening, but it was a lot of information. Did we already hear what was she getting in exchange for killing a child a month? The town not being destroyed. Yeah. So she just wasn't getting direct destruction, but we're still getting, you know, no fish and the the town is dying. Literally one per month. And presumably the 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 whale is sitting outside the town, you know, in the in the bay eating all the fish. So if we get it to leave, they should get fish back and they should be able to resume their economy and not all die of starvation. So the solution is to take the whale skull for this child murderer and let them do a ritual on it? Well, it takes a ninth level spell to revive... Or the light of the moon and a very special circumstance with the party. I don't like it. I don't feel like... I feel like there's too many bad actors here. <laughs> um, you, you do... You did get the vibe that Maisie was hoping the party would be a celebration of bringing the thing back to life not that she was going to like steal, steal the souls of her town <laughs> good she's not gonna like so yeah actually let's go back in the bathroom i want to open this stall door and i want to say hey did you gather everybody here to suck the life out of them to channel it into the orchid god because you need this party's like life force and gonna do bad stuff to bring it back what all is the price everything has a price um I was just going to throw a party to celebrate us not being haunted by a whale god. Um, the price is already on the skull. Um, I couldn't just carry around diamonds everywhere. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that evil. Nah, just 36 e kids evil. So you don't need the skull to be cursed then, let's be clear. Oh, no, I just cursed everybody with the skull because it was convenient and nobody was going to mess with it. Oh, yes, so convenient. Okay. <laughs> how how are you planning to revive the child? Who is going to cast the actual spell? Well, me, of course. How are you able to cast such a powerful spell? You, no offense, but you don't look, look someone powerful enough to cast such a powerful um, revival spell. First of all, ouch. Second of all, you met Piney, didn't you? Um, I do feel kind of bad. I did kind of mess up the first time. But um, did you not meet the maze guardian? Yes, I met a skeleton that looks nothing like a living creature. No, no, well, no. To that's, be fair, that's... he was pretty cool. I mean, he, he gave was us cool. tea. He was a cool guy. Um, so skeleton or not, I mean, we don't need to judge... <laughs> I'm a walking piece character. of metal and leather. I, you know, let's. Um, that, that no, that that's Piney. There was another guardian of the maze. Uh, uh, you did go through the maze. 
Oh, I... no, we skipped some of that. We, we we may have gone over a bit of the maze. Oh, um, what kind of tantrum did she hit you with? Was it the wind or the lightning? It it was the wind. It, 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 it did hurt a little bit. Uh, consider yourself lucky. Occasionally she does like to strike you down with lightning if you try to skip. Um, unfortunately, when I restored her to life, she was not... Super keen on that fact, um, but she's back alive, so I did successfully do it, though you have no proof because you are cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a little bit of DM there. <laughs> who is she? She. When you asked who is she, she says, oh, she was a forest guardian, a ginormous deer. Uh or elk. I'm not quite sure. Something with antlers. Um, and occasionally she takes human form. You might see her around town every now and again. Um, but she was killed, unfortunately, by some uh, people who were not super friendly. And I found her bones, and my uh, piney experiment went wrong, and I obviously needed to perfect it, so I re-raised her and offered to take her back to her forest home, but she refused, so I built her a maze. Um, she's kind of trickery, um, not obsessed, but motivated. Uh, she does like to play with people in her maze, um, and I am very surprised you didn't meet her, but by skipping half of it, I'm sure. She has this whole rhyme thing that she does at the beginning. It, she's she's a little bit much. <laughs> Percy now looks visibly depressed that he he missed meeting a forest guardian. He's sulking in the corner of the room. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't fight a forest guardian. Yes, but we didn't get to meet her either. So let's assume your plan went off without a hitch and you had a, a, a large whale. Were you just going to let it flutter around on the dance floor? Well, no, I would have taken the skull down to the beach. Really, you must think I'm an idiot. <laughs> you you do paint a room with yellow and green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So you would have done... All right. Um, mm. <sighs> we're going to help her, aren't we? That's what we've arrived at. I think we're going to have to help her. I guess oh, my curiosity of just like what what happens when we try to revive this thing is just too great. <laughs> Percy does have some slight dislike of this plan, but I am willing to go. I am willing to go ahead with it. It is the best option we have. I don't particularly want to fight a whale god. <laughs> I carry the skull wherever you guys want me to. Let's get this over with. There's no need for the formalities of a party. Um, well, people... Okay, uh, the beach, I suppose? Alon Z! Carrying diamond-covered dead orca whale god skull. Well... Do we want to prepare our ship for sailing in case we want to, you know, follow said whale, if need be? Yes. I'm not, I'm not sure how long that will take. We take the Jack Sparrow. Yeah, the other we, thing takes an hour anyways, right? Yes. And I will, uh, when it gets time for the ritual to be 
soon finished, I, I will uh, cast start my 10-minute ritual for telepathic bond for our party so that we can talk instantly to each other via mind. And uh, just in case anything weird goes on, I want us to be able to talk. Okay. Nice. Uh, so we airplane transition again. Olive <laughs> or somebody went and um, prepped the ship and sailed it over to the dock that is closest to the beach you are on. Um, did you let her out of her handcuffs? It is time to cast the spell, and she looks at you and kind of shakes the handcuffs, and she's like, uh, I can't do this. We're all, like, really hesitant, and then we're like, okay. C- can we leave one on in case we need to quickly tie her to something? <laughs> and so she knows we don't fully trust her. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tobias will let her out. You could leave one on if you would like, but she very much so needs both hands to move separately from each other. (laughs) Now I'll just uh, let her out. Okay. Um, She begins the ritual, um, and Tobias, you get, like, full force necromancy vibes, because that's what she's doing. Um, So you just kind of residually sense it. And then as the moon hits its peak, the spell completes the diamonds burst into... Um, dust that shimmers like stars and on the beach kind of in the water um, because we're not beaching whales here and (laughs) because that would make no sense is a whale god child does it have meat and skin or just bones oh no it's fully formed it looks like like three times the size of an adult orca whoa whoa so she, so she wasn't lying. So she looks at you guys and she says, see, I'm not an idiot. No, no, you just thought killing 36 children was an acceptable solution. It's and beautiful. You thought you had good taste in paint. <laughs> um, so as the child starts to swim off, you hear a whale song get closer and closer and closer until you see breaching in the distance and almost floating among the stars, a whale that is even bigger than that one. Um, And it seems to be breaching happily. And as it does this, it eventually, after a couple times, and you can see it kind of swimming, like the fins swimming around each other, um, the song turns from sorrowful to very happy, and they lift off out of the water and fly into the stars, and they disappear in the twinkling starlight. Um, And as they do that, coming from the shoreline are 36 children rising up from the sea. Perfectly safe. Alive children? Yes. Perfectly safe, perfectly alive, and perfectly dry. The only difference is they all have, like, star freckles across their faces that shine like stars. Oh, good, because I was ready for an angry mob to come down to the beach with, like, pitchforks and torches and be like, we remember our kids now. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> can, can we tie up um, the mayor again? I, I, I do still think she needs to pay for sacrificing 36 kids. They're, they're alive, but still, she she did try to sacrifice them. I, I mean, you can take her to jail in Nicomoy if you would so choose. I think Tobias has already kind of forgotten about her and is going over to the children and going like, hello, I am Tobias. Do you remember where your home is? We can try to find where you are and take you there. 
much like how Percy is saying, I'd like to do an insight check on her to see if she's surprised that they're alive. Like, whoa, I thought I killed you. Uh, insight of 24. Is she surprised or did she know they were going to come back all along? She actually falls to her knees and she is very surprised. And a young child steps forward and she looks almost like a carbon copy of Maisie. And she says, Mommy, and runs over. God damn it, now we can't take her to jail. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys could take her to jail. You can return the children. You can go back to Nicomoy via the Jack Sparrow. We still need to find out who R.O. is. Who sent us on this quest? (laughs) Yeah. Don't tell me it's like one of the kids' names, because that's a spooky ghost story. Don't tell me it's sentient cake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Children. Children. Yes, yes, yes. You just hear a bunch of yeses. Which of you has the initials R-O? They all look at each other and they're like, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And they all, one of them finally steps forward and says, uh, nobody. But before we disappeared in the water, I remember this really good cake. And I think it was called... (laughs) Red velvet orange. God damn it. Is this what you're looking for, miss? Guys, the cake is sentient. Uh, uh, for once, the cake is not a lie. And then we portal to the, no, to the party and everybody dances. All right, so stuff on our to-do list. I'm assuming we get the sapling on the way home, and then we take it on the Jack Sparrow after reuniting everybody at the party. Yeah? So. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I pull the saplings out of my backpack. We, we, we already Whoa. have the saplings, Olive. Whoa, when did that happen? I thought you were just ransacking the house. No, we're oh, yeah, it. I was sent to this weird maze, and there was this whole thing. We tried to fly over it, then we got... <laughs> Smacked and, down by some wind. And that's what we talk about on the way back. <laughs> so you guys return to Nicomoy with the saplings and deliver them to a very, very grateful teenager in a wheelchair. And you take your cookies and your new rug and return back. <laughs> this has been a fire-breathing kitten's adventure. Today we were joined by Percy. Goodbye. Tobias. Go, Willie, be free. <laughs> and Olive. Richard, I brought you a souvenir. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hi, everyone. I'm Nerd Bomber. And I'm Tactic. And we're two of the hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our podcast started as a way for three best friends to keep in touch and discuss their nerdy hobbies like movies, gaming, tech, and more. Since then, we've grown into a great community. Every Wednesday, we chat about the latest nerdy news before getting hands-on with our weekly nerdy adventures. And don't forget our high-stakes trivia game. Come join the fun at OnlineWarriorsPodcast.com and every major podcast platform. And now, back to the show. The following message is for podcasters only. If you are a listener and not a podcaster, you are permitted to cover your ears and say la 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 for the next 30 seconds or so. Okay. Podcasters, la, 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 if you create la, la, audio drama and or comedy, you are invited to join the brand new Mutual Audio Network. 
Not only will your productions be showcased in a brand new Netflix-ish type of distribution, but you'll also share in resources from music to sound effects to voices to people saying la 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 la. For details, visit MutualAudioNetwork.com or inquire at MutualAudio at gmail.com. You can stop la la now. Well, I can't hear you. Got my ears covered. La!